officially back. Yeah! Can't thank you enough for joining us. We had a week off, a week vacation. To be honest, it was way too long. It was far too long. We were all getting antsy to get back on front of these microphones and start chit-chatting on the internet. I think it was two, three days we got away and had excitement and you know, enjoyed ourselves, and I might be just speaking for myself. Hawaii was beautiful. The people over there are amazing. Got to witness some cool stuff. Shut the brain off for a little bit. Should have stayed off Twitter longer, you know? <laughs> Got on Twitter. Donated to a GoFundMe. Got off Twitter. Came back. I was supporting a racist. Oh. Put out a tweet. Hey, li- li- I was I just fucking staring at the ocean for two hours. All right, I thought somebody broke their spine. I am so sorry. Obviously, don't support that. It wasn't that long ago, 2013, this stuff was coming out and all that whole thing. I, I obviously don't support that. Hey, we're all in this thing together. People were telling me I was a racist supporter, a racist human being. Whoa. Unless you think because they screenshot the GoFundMe account for this lady, our name was right there at the top. Uh, okay. It was right there at the top because whenever I got on the Twitter door to break and I seen that a lady broke her spine at the Super Bowl parade, as somebody who is part of the NFL's media, we think, and the Super Bowl is supposed to be the biggest, the best amount of time, a lady breaking her spine at that event, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit. Kind of a bummer. I felt terrible. I was like, all right, hey, CFO Phil, how you doing? Uh, it, it, could you just complete the however much money they need to get the thing there, and then we'll just drift away. Didn't tweet about it. Wasn't going to tweet about it. Actually put the phone down, hung out with the wife and the wife for a couple hours, came back. Oh my God, I'm the worst human of all time. Okay, I supported a super racist person because some terrible tweets were brought up from this lady in the past of 2013. So then I put out a tweet. People were telling me, get your money back or you're going to continue to support this thing. I put out an entire tweet. I'm like, I'm not sure you can ask for a refund from a GoFundMe. Uh-huh. But we're all in this thing together. Let's kind of move on. Boom, now I'm a scumbag. Okay, oh. now I'm a scumbag pussy. <laughs> who bowed down to the woke mob. So I was called a racist mm-hmm. supporter mm-hmm. and a scumbag uh, in one situation when I don't know if anybody else gave $5,000. I heard Stafford's going to do it and I lost $5,000 in the entire thing. Yeah. So that was, an, I should have stayed off Twitter a little bit. Hope everybody's okay. Hope nobody says anything that pisses anybody off ever again for the rest of the time because we're in a society now. If we know what makes people's lives terrible, let's not say it. Everybody's young now, goes through some growing things. How do we... Whatever, should have stayed off my phone longer, had a great break, excited to be back amongst the boys here. And today is a day that kicks off the 2022 NFL season officially for this show. Franchise tags can be made starting today. We will have a massive guest one hour from now. And I never gave the name away mm. of the guest that was coming on one hour from now. But the internet had a trend in last night because mm-hmm. of an Instagram. Aaron Rodgers will join us in yeah. one hour. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers will obviously come on to chit-chat. What's he chatting about? We don't know. A lot of people are assuming he'll be making his big announcement, his decision on what his future is. I'd like to let everybody know. I'm not 100% sure that's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know he'll be here in about 50 Nine minutes. Here we go. Okay. Just turned to uh, mm-hmm. 12.06. That's right. Great to have that clock back because at Super Bowl Radio Row, we had no clock. That's right. Yeah, that's so tough. just kind of just talking uh, into nowhere, but it is beautiful to be back. And uh, we can't thank you enough for joining us here at YouTube.com forward slash The Pat McAfee Show. Gained about 15 pounds last week. Happens. Mm-hmm. Happens. Now diet starts. Yeah, here that's we go. Right. Now diet starts. Let's get, let's season go. diet here starts. Let's get after it. Let's get yo. Let's get yo. Okay, we're getting yo. Get yo. Get shredded. Toxic Table is here, as is Tone Diggs, but at Ty Schmidt at Boston Connor. Great to see you, boys. I missed you guys. Hey, I missed, missed you, you too. too. Hey, like you said, I mean, you're you're gone for a week, but it 
when you're on your phone nonstop, it really does feel like we were gone for like three Eternity! months. Eternity! It really does. I didn't leave until Thursday to where I was going. Those first three days, I at like 11 a.m., I was just like, Jesus, I'm so fucking bored. Like, what? Yes. I, this is insane. So it is very good to be back. 100% real. Uh, right now it is 6.06 a.m. in the uh, Hawaiian time, where my schedule is yeah. currently residing. Sure. So it's a little uh, early, you know, trying to come up out of this thing. But every day around this time, I was like, get, like get my antsy. body. Yeah, it was a completely different time because I was in Hawaii, but the body was getting antsy. I miss this. I think that is what I learned most uh, uh, after the last week. Like, I fucking love the, doing this show. Oh yeah, yeah. And I feel like we miss so much at Boston Connor. I missed your stupidity, dude, oh. massively. Well, I missed you, Pat. And don't worry, I got so much dumber over vacation. <laughs> so we're gonna. I mean, we have a lot of dumb to fill up still. Vacation was nice, but like you said, on the internet, when you're not, when you're on it. Every day, and then you take a week off. It's like two months, three months on the internet, and how much stuff you miss. And like fifty-five people got canceled, and then uncanceled. It's like it's so hard to keep up. Sometimes. The classic. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> especially if you're in for an hour, and then you're out for two hours. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, I was. Just, uh, and Aaron's joined us in an hour. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a similar situation to the. I was getting attacked by. But I was. I was the enemy for both sides at one point. Yeah. Unbelievable! I'm like, yo, I'm on vacation. I'm trying to be a good guy. And my, wife, my wife, my wife, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do here. But uh, my wife was like, put the fucking phone down. And I was like, all right, you know what? I will. Yeah. But I've always said this in a cliche manner because we work on the internet. But every day is a week. Yes. Every week is a month. Mm-hmm. Every month is a year. And that sounds so cliche, but it's so real. If you're not on the internet, you you have no idea what's going. You could miss two three days and completely miss something. Yeah, that has happened. Was huge and is gone. So I feel like I had to do a lot of catching up last mm-hmm. night on my phone. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out what was going on in the world. At Tone Diggs, obviously massive Steelers fan. New chain on the kid Woo! over hey! there. Season hey! He's got a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you look so cool. Oh, Thanks, fuck? dude. Yeah, no That's problem. the drip. Dude. Hey, good tan, by the way. Thank you. Um, yeah. But you got this new Steelers pendant. Yeah. And you look so clean, iced sweet. out over there. Very pretty Italian. Sweet. Uh, Brian Flores, now coach with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Also pretty sweet. So this is big deal. This is big news because anytime you sue the NFL, normally it ends up bad for you. Yeah. And your relationship with the NFL. That has just kind of been status quo. It is, what, 30 billionaires, 31 owners. We're just, I guess, calling Davis not a billionaire. That's what everybody says. <laughs> no. Anytime I say it's 31 billionaires and then a publicly owned team, they're all like, Al Davis ain't a billionaire. It's like, well, the IRS is currently investigating yeah. all of that, I think. But whatever the case, it is run by a small group of people. Mm-hmm. Now, it is a global conglomerate, but there is a few movers and shakers. And they have you know, in the past, potentially held some spite against some people. You know, yeah. you sue us. Now, publicly, they can't say that because that would be wrong, and you're not allowed to do that legally. But they have normally, in situations like this, when you sue the NFL, all right, we ain't doing business together anymore. Brian Flores gets hired by Mike Tomlin. He's senior assistant, I believe, on the defensive and side linebackers. and linebackers yep. coach. Everybody that's ever played for this dude says, good coach. Guy's a great coach. Mm-hmm. Just as a head coach, he wasn't able to relate mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Now he's saying the owner was telling him to lose, which could have caused the entire thing. But Mike Tomlin giving him an opportunity here is something I did not think was going to happen for at least a couple years. Good on him, and I think the Steelers just got better at Tone Diggs, which makes your chain look even nicer on this glorious team. Yeah, it seems like all the players love the move. Uh, uh, any, we were talking about earlier today. Anytime you add a head coach to your staff, that's always awesome. Uh, Connor reminded me that Kyle Van Noy said, hey, Flores as, as a linebacker's coach was fucking awesome. As a head coach, 
whatever. But he's going to be a linebackers coach there. So you got him, Terrell Austin, who remarkably somehow got the di- the Lions the number three defense when he was defensive Hell coordinator yeah. there, and Tomlin. Plus those boys. I mean, the, the defensive unit is going to be awesome now. The quarterback position is going to, is a question mark. But yeah, Mason Rudolph's going to be your starting quarterback. That's right. No, no, no. That's, good, that's yeah. why they drafted him, kept him around. Kevin mm-hmm. Colbert's going to do his thing. But let's stay in the AFC North because other shit's popping off in the AFC North as well. Jarvis Landry, mm. he's basically tweeting, hey, I've given my all to this franchise. Came back and played hurt, actually. Very mm-hmm. hurt. Didn't say a single word. Was very positive. Reality behind all this is I came back to play in the best shape of my life. I got hurt week two with a high-grade MCL sprain. Terrible. Partial quad tear. Jesus. Terrible. And a bone bruise, which probably hurts very painful. more than all these things. Then came back way too early and ended up staying hurt the entire season. You never heard me mention anything about it. Okay? No. <laughs> never heard me mention. Also, my media availability didn't happen because I was focused on getting on the field as healthy as possible during the week and after games. A strategic plan was set in place to be followed. I put the ball in Cleveland Court by telling them I would like to stay, but if not, then... I put the ball in Cleveland Court by telling them I would like to stay, but if not, then interesting. Mm, yeah. yeah. I did notice that immediately upon reading. Me too. Reading. Yeah, you got to cut Because it. he copied and paid, he wrote this in a note section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Copy, pasted, put it in there. Didn't remember when the last, because he didn't thread this. He tweeted them out as individual ones. As it was uploading, probably was trying to copy, paste into the next one. Didn't remember which line he was in. Very common mistake, but Twitter has helped that with the threading of yeah. things. Oh, yeah. So, Easier. But Jarvis, too, focused on getting back healthy. You don't know fucking Twitter. That's right. True. You don't know. Anyways, I would like to stay, but if not, then I'm confident enough in myself to be a better, healthy me this year and moving forward to helping do my part in winning a championship elsewhere. Whoa! Whoa. Holy Jarvis. shit! So Jarvis Landry just saw Odell Beckham yep. Sr. do what he just did for Odell Beckham Jr., get Odell Beckham Jr. to Los Angeles, which a lot of people comparing cities, Los Angeles, Cleveland, would say things about the weather. I... Listen, we're in L.A. Yeah, mm-hmm. for a while. A lot of poop on those oh, streets. Oh, yeah. A lot of bums drinking bleach. You saw one bum drinking yeah, bleach. Yeah, not it. one it water that I've bottle. ever seen. It wasn't necessarily bleach. Right. Wow. Okay, and I've been at a party where they put moonshine in a bleach bottle. Right. and that You really got to roll the dice because that shit can make you go blind. And it's your fault. You're drinking out of a bleach bottle. But sometimes you got to live a little bit and experience that. Whatever the case, Los Angeles to Cleveland. Uh, Jarvis just saw OBS get OBJ to L.A. Not just to Los Angeles, a city in which he has a home and everything like that. But also he won a fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Jarvis Landry actually said in a press conference before, before the Super Bowl, like, hey, OBJ, I want to let you know, very proud of you. That whole moment happened. So you can't think that Jarvis Landry didn't see what just happened right in front of his eyes to one of his best friends, knowing that he has... Jarvis is a dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Very good. Hey, Jarvis is a fucking player now. Jarvis is a... Yeah. Jarvis is a fucking player. Leader. So everybody's talking about quarterbacks seeing, like, Peyton leaves. Well, he got cut. Peyton leaves, go somewhere else, gets the keys to the city, wins the Super Bowl. Tom Brady leaves, gets the key to the city. Wins Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford leaves, gets keys to the city, wins Super Bowl. Now Jarvis sees Odell Beckham Jr. leave, goes to Los Angeles in a pass-friendly offense, gets a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So you got to think that all of these situations that are happening are going to happen, continue to happen, for high-profile players. A lot of people are saying, look at Jarvis Landry trying to force his way out. Then Cleveland Browns fans are saying, all we need to know is what his salary cap hit is next year. That'll get him out of fucking town enough or whatever, because I guess he's getting paid a lot of money. So there's probably some Browns fans that are turning on Jarvis because of these tweets or whatever the case. But I just, this is not the only one. No. That is going to do this type of thing. 
The NFL is about to become an interesting place. This offseason is about to become a magical one because I think a lot of people are seeing people take control of their own destiny and having success. And people have talked about this for a long, long time. It just feels like we're on the precipice of it all right now. Yeah, and everybody's going to want Jarvis Landry. Like, I, we, when me, Gumpy and I were driving in today, Gumpy was like, man, he can come back to Miami. We'd love him there. I was like, yeah, he can come well, to the Colts. Yeah, he can come to the Colts. He can come to the Patriots. Oh, there. Tony Packers said earlier, would love him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Packers would love him. Said, love you know, him in would be perfect in Pittsburgh because he's a veteran wide receiver. Like, Jarvis is one of those guys. You want him on your team, especially because he is a leader. Like, in Hard Knocks, when he's giving that speech to the wide receiver room yeah. about like, yes. winning in Cleveland, it's like, man, that is a guy you would want in your locker. Yeah, pillar piece. Yeah, exactly. But now the pillar piece seems like has seen other buildings being built and said, Mm -hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa. It seems like the pillars in other buildings are a little bit uh, more successful. Yeah. Yeah. Browns didn't make the playoffs. No. No, Super Bowl expectations. Think about that. Now, the Browns and the Dog Pond uh, had a much more enjoyable offseason last offseason than they're going to have this offseason. Big time. Especially if this is how they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Day, day one. Yeah, this is day one of the franchise tag season. For us, day yeah. one of the 2022 NFL season, Jarvis Landry's putting these tweets out. Is this leverage for a better negotiation? Is this leverage for, you know, maybe the ball? I don't know what the hell it could be. Or is this Jarvis Landry saying, hey, I'm okay going somewhere else because I just saw Odell Beckham Jr. does that? If, if that team leaves... Okay, Odell's gone. Jarvis is gone. What? They still got a great uh, offensive line. Yeah. yeah, still got two amazing running backs. Yep. They still have that defense that is stacked and packed to the gills. But they have a quarterback issue that seems to be causing all their offensive problems. And there is no reason to believe that they're going to move on from Baker, especially when Baker played through a broken humerus, torn thingy, mm. and another thingy. And was being handcuffed by the sling, even though they'd have him throw it fifty to sixty times a game. And he was—it's just a fascinating situation in Cleveland. Uh, Baker, yeah, Baker's definitely got one year. The financials for Jarvis—he's uh, due sixteen point four million. If they release or trade him, uh, he's only one point five against their cap. Jeez oh. Louise! So he's getting traded. Come on yeah. to the Colts, pal. You know who else is going to potentially be on a move? Who's that guy we talked to in less than an hour? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. What do you know, Ty? Everybody's saying that Instagram post last night. Let's go ahead and run through that. Everybody's talking about how cryptic the post was because he did post a picture of him not on the field amongst his oh. brothers. What? Oh. Aaron Rodgers post. Here's some hashtag Monday Night Gratitude. Classic MNG, dude. That's right. Of course. And remember, a lot of this book club that he had here, a lot of gratitude. A lot Tons, of gratitude. A lot there. of reflection. That's right. A lot of like looking within and being thankful for what you have and not wishing for what you don't have. You are the universe. Don't worry about the rest of the fucking universe. Okay. Bingo. That's actually a book in this whole thing. This has been the, you know, the hippie Aaron Rodgers that everybody has come to judge immensely Absolutely. as of late. Doing a Monday night gratitude for some of the incredibly special people in his life with some pictures from the last beautiful year. Ooh. Okay. Oh, very nice. At Shailene Woodley, who we heard a lot of news about during yeah. the uh, break. Yes, we uh, did. Unfortunately. That was all over the tablet. Oh, oh, yeah. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. We I love, think love. it's only going to continue to heat up. We're big love, love. We love, love. Love, love. Love, love. Love, love, love. Shailene Woodley, thanks for letting me chase after you the first couple months after we met and finally let me catch up to you to be a part of your life. Thanks for always having my back for the incredible kindness you show me and everyone you meet and for showing me what unconditional love looks like. I love you and I'm grateful for you. To the men I get to share the quarterback room with every day, Matt, Nathaniel, Luke, Jordan what? Love, and Kurt Benkirk. You guys made every day so much fun, and I'm so thankful for the daily laughs and stress relief you brought me every week of the year. I love you guys. To the Friday crew, I just see Friday nights uh, normally when people go on dates in the NFL. It's when ah, you go out to eat sure. or something like that. Friday night is normally a thing. Um, Cobb, Cobb. <laughs> 
Frankie and Bakhtiari. I loved every moment we got to spend. The, I don't know. I don't want to mispronounce it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, fair, fair. I, I believe Cop, it's Ada. Cop, Cop, Ada, Ida. I believe it's Ada. I could, I could be wrong. Hundred uh, percent. Like no, how, no, 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 percentages. Not. Let's go. With uh, percentages. I'd say I'm like seventy three percent sure it's Ada. Okay, so at Ada Cop, Ooh, at oh, our oh, that's Ida. Yeah. Like yeah, Ida. In my defense, my eyes are very bad, so I don't know what letter. <laughs> oh, so you hadn't even oh, heard this. Oh, no, 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 no. no oh, that's just how I, that's, that's how I would pronounce uh, okay, it. Okay, all right. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Ada, Randall, Frankie, Shabby. Awesome. I think you nailed yeah. that one. Frank Chevy. And David Bakhtiar, I loved every moment we got to spend together this year. Your love and support was overwhelming, and I cherish the friendships I have with each of you. To my teammates, past and current, you are the icing on the beautiful cake we call our job football. Yeah. The friendships that we have transcend our collective time in this game, and I am so thankful for the role that each of you have played in making my life much better. I love you guys, and cherish the memories we've made. To everyone else, spread love and gratitude, you beautiful people, and read a book once in a while, too, while you're at it. Love and peace, Aaron Rodgers. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. Read a book. That was awesome. Everybody's saying, this cryptic-ass message (laughs) with the photos he put on. Let's go to the photos real quick. The first one there is... You know, gratitude is like wine for the soul. Get drunk on it. Mm-hmm. The last photo is what's causing oh. all the conversation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb are standing there on the sideline of the game against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's right. Mm. Kansas City Chiefs game was when Jordan Love started. And why did he choose to post this photo where he is clearly not in it? Is this saying he's done? He's leaving? He's done with the fucking Packers? He's, that, that Monday Night Gratitude was actually a spiteful speech. That's why he posted this photo saying he hates what the Packers have done and he missed the, 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 the Maybe he's saying thanks to Devontae and Randall Cobb for leaving a spot for him when he wasn't allowed to play or whatever. Maybe right? that makes sense. Maybe this was just a genuine, like, hey, thank you for last year, everybody. Yeah, like, love you guys. Hey, listen. Maybe. Maybe? Yeah. Maybe not. We'll ask him 45 minutes. Have to. Because maybe it's also like, hey, good luck next year because I won't be standing there with you guys. It's a little prequel of what it's going to look like. Or maybe it's, hey, see you to the NFL, past and present teammates. I ain't ever having any more teammates. I'm retired. Oh. And is that even something he's talking about today with us? We have no fucking idea. Was there a, no like, was there a background on that first quote picture? Like, was there mountains or anything? Oz uh, was Beach, I think. It was, oh. It looked like uh, just, water. That's yeah. like Green Bay in the winter a little bit. No, I don't that's think a, so. That mountain's big. On that the looks left. like the mountain from uh, Morning Show. You know, where oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Italy. Italy. No. Italy. Like Como. Italy, yeah. Yeah. Don't. Gratitude is the one for soul. Go on, get drunk. <laughs> All right. It's a great quote. That is great. Yeah. Why don't you get drunk on a little gratitude every I get song? drunk on gratitude every single day, Pat. Uh, we have Ian. Do you really? Yeah, every single day. Boozed up on gratitude? Boozed up on gratitude. Someone say I could be a gratitude, you know, alcoholic at really? times. Really? Yeah, I, I tried to merge those two words together. My brain almost stopped. <laughs> so, Dude, I... Um, well, you got dumber, you said, during break. Oh, my God. So See, dumb. The thing that he I also picked- ba- borrowed some clothes from his homeless people. Right. I bought these clothes, Nick. I didn't borrow them, okay? By the way, yeah, LA, LA's a big, guy. in goodwill for four bucks one week, $50, $60, $100 the next week. Oh, yes. yeah. Love good, uh, what's that called? Thrift shop. Yeah, thrift 150 shop. thrift stores within you know a mile and a half of our yeah, real yeah. estate. And they were all incredibly priced. You could yeah. get yeah. that hoodie right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, 150, 200 bucks. Nothing. Nothing. Now, Granny, go to go- literally, that thing was potentially in Goodwill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's style, baby. That's right. Yeah. At Nick Moraldo had some big news during the break since the uh, first time he talked. Congrats, Nick. Hey, congrats, congrats, Nick. Nick. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, boys. 
appreciate it. Because we do love love. Yes. That's right. And Nick got engaged in Hawaii. Oh. Oh. Storybook. Throwing up the shotgun. Going to get married. Congrats, dude. That's awesome. Appreciate it. Big moment. Uh, and it was awesome. Hawaii was amazing. Beautiful. Can't, can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, it good incredible. culture. The culture is good amazing. Culture. Yeah. Very comfortable. Um, the amount of, okay, gobble gore mm-hmm. at this wedding. Oh, oh, wow. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah! I think you're bringing what Northern Pittsburgh Italians and then East Hill Italians together. All of them, and you better tread lightly, my friend. Nah, they see my 23 and me. Those motherfuckers when yeah. I walk. Imagine what I'm gonna wear to that wedding. <laughs> you should bring your 23 and me card, like a vaccine card, to the wedding, just to. By the way, need that in Hawaii a couple of different times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Show that entire thing, do that. It was. Uh, I could do what I'm doing. Hey, listen, 23 and me, do it right here. Yep. Look, see that circle in the shoe? Boom! Uh, <laughs> bang! That's 0.01 percent. How you doing? Keep it moving now. With that being said, where's the fucking guy? <laughs> Where it is a chain, maybe? Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We'll make sure there's plenty of gabagool. You won't need to ask. Uh, well, I understand. I appreciate that. That is something that us Italians are good at. Is the money. But congratulations. Yeah, Happy baby, Nick. Don't forget your Irish heritage, too. Have Viva Lazito's back there. Obviously, Foxy's back there. Bubba Gumpino. I missed all I missed all you fine gentlemen. Missed you, Pat. Missed you guys. Missed you, Pat. No, we missed each other, I think. This is something that um, we're very fortunate, I think, to have a cool job yeah yeah now, i might be speaking for everybody else no. but i miss coming in here mm-hmm. i enjoyed my time with my wife that was my thoughts last night though i'm like yeah most people come back from vacation very miserable i was juiced yeah. to get i was in pumped here. to get in here. i was mm-hmm. very excited and to then you got aaron posting those cryptic oh, photos yeah yes. thank you aaron thank you how about i said uh we got a big guest locked and loaded and last night as Aaron posts his uh, thing, everybody's like, Aaron's going on Pat Max's show tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's going to follow up with this. And then I think Gunta Kuntz got something tomorrow. Yeah, he's got, he's got a press conference at yep. 3 o'clock. This is all unfolding. This is all happening right in front of our eyes. It's like, all right, I'm happy everybody else knows what's going on. I don't think I fully do yet, but hey. Gunta, he's on the show tomorrow? No, he's on nah, he's his own press. press. Yeah. There were some awesome memes about him coming last night on the internet mm-hmm. about him coming on today. Which popped me pretty good, a couple of them. Me too. I was just like, did we say that he's coming on the show? No. 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 I don't think we ever did. Everybody just kind of assumed. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, it is Tuesday. Tuesday. Two, 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 two. Pound drum day. Yeah. Yeah. Why does that have to do with Aaron? Just because well, well, he's kind yeah, of a Very rare. Apparently you know? it's a lucky <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but the last time I said a big guess, it was fucking Brock Lesnar. True. Yeah. Uh-huh. Brock, True. The headphones are still up in the rafters, oh, yeah. by the way. Hang them in the rafters, dude. I don't know how they fit on that Holstein bull head, but they are now in the rafters. Uh, what a moment. And a lot of also, people loving Brock. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people a lot loving of Brock people. after that interview. By the way, that thing did very well. I mean, it didn't do as good as the um, Aaron Rodgers Friday where he stopped by with his report and his pitch deck. Oh, sure. sure. True. Yeah, no, that's sure. true. <laughs> that one. That one went big. That one went big. I mean, if Brock but would Brock, talk about Brock it. Went very, Brock did very well on the internet. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he broke the table within 10 seconds of being Then he put it back together. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Then he put it kind back of. together. Well, it's still broken, I guess. It is still a shredded part, but he was able to balance it together. Yes. Very thankful Brock came on. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, it was incredible. And the Brock Lesnar blend is unfucking. Oh, great. That's right. Get a bearded butcher. Great. For us to get yoked. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. getting shredded. Yeah, people don't believe it. Look at this. This is the fastest you're going to see me for some time. That's right. Same. Hell yeah. Summer's around the corner. It is. Isn't it? It it's is. Right, right around, around the corner. corner. And then football's right around that corner. Spring is sprung, basically. Joining us now, let's get back into some conversation. <laughs> and we did delay a little bit, so because I have a lot of questions for this person. Sure. Oh, I have to. While we're on an island doing our things, mm-hmm. 
This man was doing one thing, trying to get to the bottom of every single story. A guy who never sleeps. A man who knows everything happening within the NFL. Normally, he's the host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends, us being friends, him being Rap Sheet. Now it's just, what the fuck did we miss uh, wrap-up with NFL.com and NFL Insider, Ian Rappaport. Hey, What's going on, uh, dude? You, up, you Where so, are you? Okay. So I am in, currently in Vermont. Um, I am about to embark on a ski trip, um, which is what families do in the Northeast. Um, so all that like hard work I did on the bunny hills and on the, you know, the thing where you kind of put your skis in and it rides you up to the top of, not the top of the hill, but like the low level. Um, all my ski lessons are about to pay off. Um because my real audience, which is my children, are about to see me ski in about 30 to 35 minutes. So it's going to be pretty exciting. Hey, right, good luck out there. Yeah, right, good luck. Yeah. There you go. All right, that hard Pete. work. Yeah. Wear a helmet. Yeah, all that pizza in. Okay? Oh, all yeah. that all uh-huh. that side sliding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. French fries. All those yeah, all those knee pad wearing days. Oh, yeah. And those elbow pad days. And, you know, those big glasses sitting on top of the helmet because you can't see it because it's so foggy because mm. you're sweating your ass off because you're nervous as hell. All those days on the Bunny Hill are going to pay off right now in Vermont. Congratulations. Here we go, Rapsheet. Rapsheet. Pretty excited. Yep. It's going to be great. So Vermont is like okay. where all you yups in the Northeast just go. Like, I feel like I see a lot of people post on on Instagram, like, hey, Vermont, like another day. I had no idea that. That is the place to go up there, huh? Yeah, there's a couple of different spots. Um, it's a little, for us, three and a half hour drive. Get on up here, stay like four days. Uh, it's, so it's either this, go to Vermont, or you go to like, oh gosh, who's that guy? That's me. Um Still what? We still, you're uh, freezing up. You're, you're oh, like did freezing. I freeze? Is that yes. what yeah, yeah, so we're going to put a photo up. Um, like 2022 season is starting in a savage fashion in the back. <laughs> they picked the worst thing. photo of you that they've ever seen. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. But, anyways, yeah. Vermont's the place. No, that's actually a great photo. Um, anyway, so it's either that or you go out west, and I'm not as hardcore about west, so this is where we go, and then we'll see how I end up doing. Okay, so like Bernie Sanders lives right back there, right? That's that's Vermont? Yeah, right? he's over there. Stone's throw. Yep. Mm-hmm. Live for your No, that's Rhode Island. Yeah. Right no, New Hampshire. New yeah, Hampshire. Yeah. And Liz Warren is up in New Hampshire, I believe. Okay, well, <laughs> I don't know if we need to just start. I thought we were just well, rattling off. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to just name things that I know in Vermont. Sure. Yeah, Essex yeah. Junction's over there. I think my cousins grew up there, man. Bernie's there. I mean, I know all about Vermont. Enjoy yourself. Let's get to what we have you on here for before you make an ass of yourself in front of your kids. The NFL right now, very much alive, very much happening. Uh, franchise tags start today. You're on a ski vacation. Are you assuming nothing's going to go on? So, like, Jarvis Landry puts out those tweets. Is that going to happen? Is anybody getting tagged today? Is Aaron Rodgers going to tell us what's going on here in 30 minutes? Like, what do you expect to really happen and what has happened since we've been off air? I mean, I was taking note of Aaron Rodgers' Instagram post yesterday uh, or whenever that was late last night. And uh, my assumption is he's going to tell you something today. The problem is, you know, trying to read into what Aaron Rodgers is going to say. Like, I, not that I gave that up a long time ago, but I gave that up a long time ago because he could be setting us up to sort of think he's saying goodbye then say, well, I was just, you know, I was just saying last year was great and here comes another year. So I imagine he's going to have some news for you in a half hour. He said it would be early. Um, I would be at this point a little surprised if it was, I would like to be traded. Uh, it feels to me like it's more retirement or run it back another year. Cause I do believe. 
believe that we're letting him and the Packers is in a good spot. But we are all going to find out in about a half hour, and I will be eagerly uh, anticipating seeing those tweets whenever I am hopefully on a mountain somewhere and not falling on my butt. Okay, so let's think about that. You're taking uh, the kids away to go ski. Aaron comes on in 30 minutes, and we can say, hey, Jude, shut up. <laughs> I know this is supposed to be a ski trip with you. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, like, is that what's good? How's this go down? I mean, because honestly, it feels like the NFL never sleep. We were gone for a week. I feel like we missed a bunch, but now it feels like things are actually going to start cooking up here, right? Yeah, it, you didn't miss a ton. Um, some of the Rams thought about retiring, and I think probably not. So, like, Aaron Donald thought about it, and my guess is just kind of reading the tea leaves and from talking to people is that he probably comes back. Uh, Sean McVay probably going to come back. I would expect a contract extension, but probably going to come back. Um, and then a bunch of people said he sucks. So I don't think you missed a lot. Um, and this week, you know, I don't think anyone's going to get tagged this week because almost always teams will try to work out a deal with their franchise tag guys. Won't be able to do it. Agents and players will say, you know what, just tag us and we'll figure it out. Guys will get tagged in early March, and then some will get contract extensions in July. Devontae Adams is probably the most interesting of them. We'll see what happens with him. But anyway, to answer your question, uh, my esteemed colleagues, Mike Garofolo and Tom Pelissero, are working diligently today while I am hanging out on the ski slopes and talking to you. Yeah, well, I can tell those yuppie kids have never been told to lift their fucking feet when they walk. <laughs> but, I mean, you got to do yeah, what well, you... Ski boots are ski boots are heavy. Yeah, I mean, maybe... Build this, is my, this is my first time with ski boots. I'm used to snowboarding boots, which are light yeah. and fluffy. Do you have your boots on right now? No, I have my Uggs boots on right now. Oh, oh nice. Guy, I would judge you, but like, I got Uggs slippers and they are the best. So nice. They are so comfortable. Great, great company. They are. You remember back in the day when Tom started promoting? Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, Tom Brady's promoting Uggs. Get out of here. Now, can't no, live without Uggs in the house. Yeah. <laughs> need them. No, I, I mean, I would say it actually worked because I thought about getting some Uggs. I'm like, Brady reps them. Like, mm -hmm. he's a pretty smart guy. Like, pretty stylish. Like, Maybe I could do some Uggs. And then I got Uggs, and I'm like, Brady's a genius. These are the best things ever. All right, cool. Let's not, you know, let's not do like, oh, what's Leonardo DiCaprio doing? I should do it. You yeah, know, like that, right. that is – that's kind of what you just did with Tom Brady there. But that is marketing, I guess, to a T. Let's talk about the Combine uh, in some other news. The Combine was a bubble. What They were trying to act as if the Combine was last year's Combine, and everybody was like, nah, it's not last year anymore. It's different rules. But those same people are probably going to fight the NFL when the season happens about being safer because of COVID potentially so what, who is you know what's going on here and what it ultimately ended up happening just going back to the way it, it was originally yeah so so this was like a really interesting sort of mini controversy that got wrapped up fairly quickly so what what was going to happen like you know what happened with COVID by the end of the year i mean the nfl essentially made testing optional and many players did not test there were almost no positive cases Throughout the end of the year, the Super Bowl went on. I was in the stands uh, of the Super Bowl sitting from my seats, and very many people did not wear masks. Um, what? What? In L.A.? Holy in shit. LA. In L.A.? What were you with the mayor? Was he holding his breath? Sorry about that. It was uh, it was alarming, I would say. Oh, okay. um, Everybody lived, though. But it, Maybe. stadium's well, outside. Well, it's uh, not actually outside. It's a canopy. It's not like a boat. Anyway. And everything... Everything was fine, Jeez. and then you get to the combine, and the and remember the combine is not run by the NFL. The combine is separate from the NFL. What? So the combine rules were basically it's going to be in a bubble, and all the agents and all the players were like, "Our guy will not 
run. They'll do medicals, but they will not run and participate unless they have their who runs there. the combine? Who, who runs the combine? Because I thought I see NFL coaches out there all the time. Yeah, I wasn't invited to the combine. I was actually pissed at a lot of NFL yeah. coaches. Shouldn't be. You weren't invited. No, yeah. Who runs? They it? have punch. They have punchers there, though, right? Yeah, they had a lot of really bad ones there the year I was there, too, and kickers. I, I was the only person at the Senior Bowl that wasn't invited to the combine. Hey, why do you have so much spite towards people? Well, probably a lot of different situations that happened in my life, but I didn't know the NFL didn't run the combine. It's called the NFL Combine. NFL coaches run it. It's on the NFL Network, but you're saying it's like an independent party that they hire out to run that thing? Yeah, it's like an independent party. Jeff Foster is the, basically the guy who runs it, and it's run in conjunction with the NFL, but it's not run by the NFL, which is all going to be really interesting because, you know, what the NFL announced a couple months ago is that they're going to take bids on another city hosting the combine, and under that situation, the NFL would probably take much more of a heavy hand in kind of running in, and it would be a little more made for TV, possibly LA, possibly Dallas. No, Indy, Indy, come on, Indy, Indy, boys are beautiful. Yeah. It's very cold in February. Well, actually, it's 60 no, degrees. Yeah. It's actually beautiful right now. Now, 10 degrees is coming tonight, I guess. Yeah, and, and it's raining really hard. Coming and... I mean, all I think about when I think about, and don't judge me on this because I know how you guys get, but don't judge me on this. All I think about with Indy is walking from one bar to another bar in the freezing cold with my overcoat <sighs> and my gloves trying not to freeze to right. death to go talk to an agent or My fingies hurt. Hell yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah. That, you do sound like a little I bit said, of a soft ass. I said, don't yeah. judge me. Yeah, but you're such a booze bag. Yeah, that's why you <laughs> drink so much. You, you, know know I mean? you forget to put your gloves on. You know, you do your whole thing. You, you just... You it's called, it's called networking. That's what they call it. When it's oh, from cool. one bar to another bar, but you're meeting sources, it's called networking. I agree. And it sounds like you're a great network. Almost like addicted to it you know like your yeah. body doesn't really run off you know. yeah it needs it like i assume right now you're in the lodge for the apres ski before the ski even starts. bingo uh just so you know and you can definitely judge me on this i was offered a beer before i skied and i said you know what i'm good i'm going on the mcafee show i'm gonna not drink a beer i'm gonna wait till after i ski in a couple hours uh, was it wasn't the kids it was our no. show that's good yeah Yep. Take that shot at the and, and, and the kid. And, the kid. <laughs> and by the way, the beer must not have been coming from anybody that's worth a fuck, right? Because no. oh, if that no. was a source or anything, Ian's like, absolutely. Yeah. Drunk, yeah. Tell me yeah. Give me another one. Tell me. Hey, I have a quick question. Um, are we? Do you ever get your sources just outed by other people? I find when people try to guess my sources, they usually are bad at it. So, so like, for instance, you know, AQ Shipley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, AQ Shipley, our guy AQ. He got fucking murdered by yeah. Florio. He was like, yeah. uh, Rich Ornberger doubles down on his dysfunction, uh, citing impregnable sources. Obviously, A.Q. Shipley, who he was <laughs> football teammates with 15 years ago. Right. It was obviously him and move on. Like, that's a crazy game to get. It. And by the way, A.Q. didn't tell us any of this. This fucking asshole. Guy was yeah. in my wedding. I was in his yeah. wedding. I mean, this is unbelievable. We've known each other close. Is this a game that is played, though? Like the whole, like, hey, you were uh, supposed to guess people's sources? I mean, I, I will do it with, like, confidentially with like Mike and Tom, my buddies would be like, all right, where do you think so-and-so got this from? Because it helps us have a better understanding of like, all right, if this news is a little off or maybe different from what we understand, maybe the source is different from someone we have. I don't like when people do, Florio knows this is not like breaking news, but I don't like when people do it publicly because you don't know. And it's also not fair, like, come on, but you don't know. Like poor AQ Shipley could be like in a sauna right now or something or on vacation skiing and he gets a text from 
you know, Bruce Aaron's like, hey, buddy, keep your name on it. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, that's not fair to old AQ Shipley. You know, he didn't deserve that. Well, AQ, he might. I will let you know, he probably does deserve that. I mean, just, really? But that was something that ha- I got a text from him uh, while I was on vacation. It was like, have you seen this or whatever? And I'm like, oh, yeah, bud, you're in the middle of it. And then I put my phone down, you know, and I mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of an asshole move by me. But then afterwards, no, I, was, I was like, hey, Q, like, if you would have told anybody this, you would have told me. I think everybody knows that. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I think at this yeah. point, everybody knows that. But that's an interesting world that I think as we're trying to navigate the media thing that we might start doing. Like for you, I, we're just going to say, oh, this is obviously coming from whoever and then just state it as a fact. Mm-hmm. And then that's just how it goes. Like, for instance... Let's say, you know, when the rumors came out about your guy's new deal, like if I broke it, somebody would be like, Pat probably gave it to him. Yeah. When in reality, it's one of your other stooges. Yeah. Not I, you. We're friends. No, because we're friends, that's a friendly way to say it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fair. Okay. Go ahead, Ty. Rap sheet, with the Packers, are you getting the inclination that guys like Zadarius Smith and MVS, like all those kind of ancillary why guys? People watch? There's seventy five thousand people watching this. <laughs> that's, a lot of people. that's a lot of that's people. That's a lot of people. Rogers at one. Yeah, he's, he's in twenty five minutes. <laughs> yeah. He's got to the bathroom. Sorry. But are all those guys probably gonna get rid of it? And is it basically like, hey, we're doing whatever we can to keep Rogers and Devontae around and kind of everyone else will end up being somewhere else. Can I just say, just for the people watching, thank you. Because I know it's it's, it's, it's for Aaron Rodgers. That's fine. Um, to answer your question, the biggest mistake I think team – what? It could be for me too. The biggest mistake that – Could be. Hey, you know what? Hey, 2022 NFL season. Right. Got it could here. be. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Stay hot, Rashi. Um, no, to answer your question, the biggest mistake I think teams make is to hold on to the guys that aren't like your core, core guys, you know, just to get a, I don't know about get over the hump, but just to kind of keep it going. Like, Zedarius Smith's a good player. I would be surprised if he is back just straight up given his cab number and the fact that he's tweeting the eyeball emojis every other day makes me think he probably knows it too, um, which is okay because they, they brought him back last year. It was a little like the sort of last hurrah, and I think he's going to be fine. He'll probably sign a deal with more guaranteed money than he's due this year anyway. You know, I mean, free agents rarely stay for that that long. He was a good signing. It was a good run. It feels like he's sort of – that's a position you get younger at and maybe draft at. Okay, so let's get out of the free agency talk real quick. I know Connor's going to have a question for you, as is Tone Diggs. Uh, the XFL and the NFL have agreed to a partnership. The Rock, who cut a promo for both teams right before kickoff with both teams on the field at the time, went back to Attitude Era Rock, flexing, eyebrow raising, making a microphone look like a tin can in his hand. <laughs> What a fucking monster of a human. Yeah. Look how Jeez. small that microphone looks. And then he's got like a 32-inch waist. Specimen. Yeah. Incredible promo. Also, the owner of the XFL. He tweeted, exciting time in football as our XFL 2023 will join forces with the NFL to collaborate on innovation opportunities to expand and grow the game of football. As an XFL owner, my number one priority will always be 
the players. And then there's more stories to it. And then people are reporting, I believe Seifert came out and did like a summary tweet about how the XFL and the NFL have reached a collaboration agreement to innovate together on game rules, officiating and health and safety, among other areas. XFL chairwoman slash owner Danny Garcia, who's business partners with uh, Dwayne Johnson, made clear this deal is not a precursor to becoming an NFL developmental league. Full story soon. This is from Kevin Seifert at Seifert ESPN. So they're saying like, hey, this isn't necessarily a tryout league for the NFL, but the NFL is like tech-wise, if you guys want to try some shit out, that will make our league better. We would love that. For instance, the Xbox yep. instant replay that the XFL had last season before Uncle COVID came through the nachos things in mm -hmm. Seattle That's right. and knocked it all out. Is that the type of stuff in the NFL is just openly admitting this now? Is that kind of what's going on? Yeah, I find myself irrationally excited for this because... Me too, by the with way. Yeah, because like you're like the the Xbox replay thing, or like I honestly don't even know what some sort of new kickoff iteration. Like out of these sorts of like, there has not been obviously a successful other league beside the NFL. There's been plenty of examples of the NFL saying, "Okay, this league did this. We're actually going to kind of take this." Sky Cam, like for instance. Mm -hmm. What's that? Sky Cam came from the original XFL. Like that type that's, of shit is what you're talking. That's about. always. That's always the thing I think of, right? And they're like, wow, that looks kind of – actually, that looks good. Let's just steal that. And so this is like basically an open admission to like we are going to watch, we're going to innovate, we're going to discuss, and we might steal. And usually from these kinds of things come something cool. And I have no idea what it's going to be, but probably something cool. And like – The Rock, yet again. Can I just say like – not, I was slightly skeptical of The Rock walking out there because I'm like, I don't know what this guy's going to do. It was so good. I was so ready. I was like, let's, you know, and the fact that Joe Burrow's on the sideline going like, I like his shoes. Like, he was a very well-dressed. Did you see that? I don't know if you saw the mic'd up. Burrow was complimenting his shoes. The whole package was there. Rock did a great job. Well, I enjoy McVeigh, by the way, also. Like, yeah. 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 He's right. Because McVeigh's, what, 36 or something like yeah. that? Yeah. So he was right in the middle of the Attitude Era. I'd assume he... Was a big fan oh, yeah. of The Rock. And I had no idea what The Rock was doing when he was walking out there. I thought he was yeah. potentially just saying, like, you know, start your engines. Like, yeah. yeah. I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't know he was cutting right. promos for both fucking teams. No. How about, it was how awesome. about Michael Buffer being all over the network and all the networks all week? And then it comes time to the big game and it's like, actually, it's The Rock. Well, Sorry about well that. no offense to Buff, okay? He's got good pipes, as does his brother and his father. Mm -hmm. But goddamn, the, the Buff ain't cutting no goddamn no, promo. No, he ain't cutting no it. promos, getting everybody. Because The Rock had to introduce, you know, the world to the two teams they didn't know much about. He told an entire story in both of those promos. Smash mouth, defense, superstar, blah, blah, blah. So if you're new to the game, hey, this is who's playing. What are you learning about? Are we doing something? Is there news breaking? No, I'm getting a text from high-ranking league sources to ask me if I'm absolutely freezing right now, which I'm not except for my right hand, which is holding my phone. Um, I guess everyone's watching for, I, I, I assume Rogers, maybe me, but so people high are ranking I'm league sources. Yes, I'm wow. Hey, how's it going, league? We want some rights. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Goodell. <laughs> Goodell. Think about how good it would be. I mean, just... Come on, Rob. Some highlight. We only want like a minute or two a week. Yeah. yeah. Come on, maybe some mic'd up things. Whoever's watching, we oh, appreciate it. Mic'd up would be good. I mean, there's a lot of things. NFL films are good I people. Yeah. I could I could introduce you, but they, they really don't know who I am either, so I don't, I don't know if that would yeah, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm okay there. Thank you. Go ahead, Con. <laughs> yeah, Rap Sheet, I trust Bill Belichick with my life, but are we really going to go out there and have Joe Judge call <laughs> offensive plays for them? And uh, are they going to tag J.C. Jackson today? 
I do not expect them to tag J.C. Jackson today, but he is definitely a prime candidate for the tag. And it's been interesting because he is obviously the Patriots' best defensive player. He is a great player. And I haven't sensed any movement for them to lock him up long term, right? Like he's been good for a while and he's been performing for a while and he's basically Mr. Interception. And there hasn't been a lot of movement toward a long-term deal, which makes me think they view him as more of a year-by-year type guy, which is fine. Like, he'll probably get the tag, and then I would assume, well, either another tag or be a free agent after that. But oh, he would Gilmore. be a prime Oh, you got a contract. He'd be a prime candidate for a tag. Oh, so he's um, going to end up somewhere else. Yeah, oh, he's going to get real Gilmore, good and end up somewhere Gilmore, else. You know. Just like Tom Brady. Fucking run him out of town. Wow. That's right. You guys got Mac Jones. No bull. You'll be okay. Yeah, don't worry about it. Right. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, guy, last question here, yeah, Ian. We, okay. There's 80-some thousand people watching. You're awesome. Judas. Wow. You're awesome. Yeah. Jude skiing. All for me. All for me. Hi, guys. <laughs> That's up? the thing. That's on? the thing. Like, Ian, the kids and wife probably don't watch any of this. No. Right. He goes back, pretty good day, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Correct news, there's 82,000 yeah. people watching. High league sources were out here. My hand's freezing, but we yeah. really broke some news it's here. Worth it. It's going to be like fucking Bodie Miller on the slopes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look at this guy. If he makes More it. like Schiffer. Oh, uh, yeah, you are the best. Uh, he might all, drink all, all I really want is just this. to take some good selfies at the top top of the mountain, and I'll send them to you, and you can just be like, man, that guy's a great skier. Man, that guy's high. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. By the way, take pictures of the signs of the trails you're going down, too. I'd like to see the difficulty levels, obviously. Go ahead, Tone. Ian, always interested no, in seeing. Uh, that, that, that's not allowed. Not hey, listen, I'm not a big skier. I won't judge you, dude. Do whatever a green hill you yeah. have. Yeah. green yeah. circles yeah. all day. Whatever we you got to do, bro. Don't worry about it. Go ahead, Tom. Ian, I'm always interested when uh, veteran quarterbacks get new coaching staffs. It seems like Derek Carr is going to get an extension. Uh, but I saw a rumor that Kirk Cousins might be on the move. Is there any uh, any truth in that? I, I feel like the new coaching staff in Minnesota was good for Kirk Cousins. Okay. Like, they view Kevin O'Connell and his guys there, they view Cousins – as someone they can build around, not someone they can replace. I mean, honestly, it's also very hard to replace him anyways. Contract's fully guaranteed, and there's massive cap implications if they move massive. on. Massive. Look at that. Top Forty-five five, Matt million. Ryan. Matt Ryan's a forty-eight. Aaron Rodgers forty-six. Kirk Cousins forty-five million is his cap hit next yeah. year. They're talking about him being traded. Is that just the Carolina Panthers not caring, or do you think that the Vikings uh, are really planning on building around him for the future? Uh, so I think with the Panthers, first of all, my guess is at some point they will probably call on everyone because they are obviously looking for a quarterback. And so what happens is, you know, we all say, hey, could Kirk Cousins be on the move? And we talk about it. And then teams go, oh, maybe this is true. And then they will call. So, like, a lot of times. And then they see that, right? The reports where you'll see, you'll be like, oh, so-and-so called this team and they got a firm no. That comes from them seeing the media and being like, oh, wow, maybe we could get him. So I don't think there's anything there. I think Cousins will be back. I think Matt Ryan will be back. Aaron Rodgers, we'll probably find out in, I don't know, 11 minutes or so. When's he coming on? Uh, he comes on uh, 105 Eastern. Is this the Vikings leaking that somebody's interested in him because <laughs> they want to move on from him? And no, has... no, no, no. No. I don't. I don't get that sense at all. Um, Forty-five million dollars is a lot. There's, so I much. mean, that's right. I mean, that's not going to be true. Yeah, but. Right, but the there's more than thirty of it is fully guaranteed. So he's getting. I mean, they could they obviously could trade that, but like, my guess is more likely they come to him and say, "Let's do an extension, reduce your cap number, okay. maybe kind of build around you and enhance you rather than replace you." No offense, Kirk Cousins. I'm just saying, trading for a forty-five million dollar quarterback if he hasn't won a Super Bowl is a very interesting move. You will get attacked for it. Last question for me, Carson Wentz. 
What's going on? It, it seems as if the Colts have moved on. I was on. It was my first day of vacation, basically, and all of the internet was saying was the Colts are moving on. The Athletic, I think, reported the Colts are moving on. It might have been yeah. Zach. I'm not Zach Kiefer. I think I'm not 100 sure. Colts are moving on. They're trading maybe Kravitz. I don't remember who it was. Cra- I think it was Kravitz. Yeah. OG in the game, obviously Kravitz. Not necessarily loved the New England because he yeah, was the one. Yeah. That broke the news. Better bad news. Sorry about it. But yeah, Kravitz has been in the game a long time. But they're saying Carson Wentz getting traded. Moved. Is that fact? 100% fact they're doing that? Uh, I wouldn't say 100% fact. You know, the word from there is no decision has been made. But they're very much in the quarterback game. So my sense, they're just reading the tea leaves, is that if they can replace him with someone better, they will definitely look into it. My question is, who is that? Hmm. Because, like, you look at the landscape of this thing, like – you know, is that Russell Wilson? Well, I'm not even sure he's being traded. Is it Aaron Rodgers? Let's find out in a little bit. Um, is it Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, is Jimmy Garoppolo better than you're a Colts guy? Would you rather have Garoppolo or Carson Wentz? Okay, all I do know is that there's no reason that this Colts team who has seven Super or seven Pro Bowlers should be t- plus 2,400 to win the Super Bowl next year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because they don't know who the quarterback's going to be or whatever the case. I think Jimmy G would be an option that would probably bump the odds up to being worse. What's that? Probably right. But and I would imagine if you put Jimmy G and Carson Wentz side by side. It would look somewhat similar. The problem no, is the last two. It games would not. Were, it would not. Nope. There's no way it would. Jimmy Garoppolo's not spraining both of his ankles on one play (laughs) in which Aaron Donald is already in the middle of a sack. You know, like I think it's an interesting thing because with Jonathan Taylor obviously going to be the focal point, I'm assuming a quarterback is not going to be able to get into a groove or a rhythm. I bet you Carson Wentz is an incredible quarterback. Everybody said it. We saw moments of it. But who knows if the way this team is constructed is the right way for him to be. Maybe Jimmy G is the perfect guy for that, actually, because he's known to, what, check into the right runs, which nobody ever gives anybody credit for, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody ever gives anybody credit for checking in. Manages the game well. I, I would just say I think I don't. I don't see Mr. them moving Hardout, on from him back. unless they oh. can what you get someone do? back. Yeah. yeah, is Jimmy G better? Who knows? I guess that's for somebody else to find out. Good luck out there on the ski slopes. We appreciate the hell Thank out you. of you, pal. Um, I I appreciate that, guys. This is going to be uh, fingers crossed. Hopefully, I don't die. Well, don't get. I mean, you're already playing safe. Right now, lose We'll see. Wait we'll till see. two for your. I think the booze right? helps, right? If you crash, it's like a car crash where, like, you're you're oh yeah, loose. Yeah, body goes limp. A bit loose. So your normal state of mind probably better for what you're trying to do than right now. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, he's got a camelback uh, yeah, full. Of right. I'll, yeah. I'll test it out both ways. I'll report back Thanks. again if I make it through. Maybe next time we'll talk. I'll let you know how it went. All right, we love you, man. We appreciate you. Survive it. Have a good one. Cheers. Yeah, The world is watching because joining us, a man who's gone back to back in the MVP voting of the biggest league in the history of Earth. His future is one that everybody is speculating upon daily. Ladies and gentlemen, friend of the program, founder of the Aaron Rodgers Book Club, host of Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. What's up, dude? Sup, bro? Earthlings. What's going on, dude? How you doing, man? Looking good. You got that. You got that glow. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. I try to get a little Hawaiian sun, have a good time. You know all about that one off season ago. That's all we could talk about is you in Hawaii jumping off of waterfalls. And let's kind of chat about that. Now that we're a couple weeks removed from the season, you've won your second MVP. You look back on the entire year that was. You're just thoughts now that you're a little bit away from it. Is there any different thoughts than you had maybe a couple weeks ago after we talked about your loss? Uh, yeah, for sure. I think it's, you know, let me just put this disclaimer out right away for the the, uh, the few people watching that are tuning in just for a specific uh, maybe news or decision. There will be no news today, no decision on, on my future. Uh, as I was texting with you yesterday, I just got out of a 12-day Panchakarma. Uh, look that up. Uh, I know you did after we talked. Uh, <laughs> but it's a lens that you know originated in india it's been going on for thousands of years and it's something i've done in the off season so i'm just getting my head above above the sand now and uh, seeing what's going on out there but um but no decision about my future today so all you just do hold on no hold on hold on hold on hold on fresh out of the poncha karma you had to you had to think about your decision now obviously no decision is being made and that is 100% 100% okay. And by the way, your life, your world, people are going to be mad at you for it because they were expecting it. That's on them, not on you. But have you thought about that anymore? I assume that has to be all you're thinking about or no? Are you trying to compartmentalize everything? All I'm thinking about? <laughs> uh, no, buddy. There's, there's other things going on, like doing Pancho Karma. Um, but no, uh, the offseason, I feel like, kind of... You know, it begins when your season ends uh, on paper, but it really starts to begin once the Super Bowl is over. And, you know, I started this this PK before, you know, during Super Bowl week, so I was actually on it, you know, when I when I won the MVP the other night. But uh, but that's when the offseason starts to, starts to take place, I think, after the Super Bowl, and you start to, you know, think about the next season and, for me, my future. Um, and so there's been, you know, some definitely some contemplative days. But... Um, you know, I, I understand also today, I believe, might be the first day to tag players. And, you know, in Green Bay, there's this one specific guy who's like the best guy in the entire league at what he does. <laughs> you know, whereas like, I think number 17, you might have heard of him. Uh, so there's, you know, there's there's obviously, uh, you know, the opportunity to tag him at some point, which, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think, you know. Both parties probably want that done. They'd rather get a long-term extension done. But I understand that's a part of the decision. And I talked about you know not wanting to, to drag this thing out. But um, but you know you and I have uh, you know and the boys and an age who's you know lost at sea right now. I think. <laughs> but we got such a good relationship. I, I did definitely want to. Yeah, I love being on the show, and it's fun to. But we didn't have a good recap of the season. I don't think you know to, without the emotion in it, without the. The frustration of a loss, and and uh, so I'm happy to be back on with you guys again. For those just joining, flip off unless you enjoy, you know, the Tuesdays, the normal Tuesdays, because you're not going to have anything to write a headline about. I don't think. Well, bullshit. There's going to be a lot. <laughs> yeah. Headlines are already being wrote right now, buddy. Every time you speak, that happens. And obviously, you're referencing Devonte there. Let's talk about the season. You guys had another magical, magical year, and you were on uh, PK while you accepted another MVP award. Uh, when you're up there and you're giving your speech, great speech, by the way, more than your 35 seconds last year. Yeah, yeah. nice. More than your 35 seconds last year on a cell phone, which was awesome. Great speech. Is there you, you immediately let off with thanking the Green Bay Packers organization. And all year, it felt like you've chatted about your teammates a lot on this show, a lot about the teammates, how much you love them. Your Instagram post last night, 
like so thankful for your teammates and for everybody in your life. The gratitude seems to be real. How come you think everybody just assumes all that is bullshit and it's all out of spite? Like your post last night, everybody's like, oh, this is a cryptic message meaning something. Like, why do you think that is the case, Aaron? Honestly, do you, do you, and do you think about that with everything you say and do? Do you have to think about that? I, would, I, don't, I don't think about that before I, I post something like that. And I think, you know, unless you've gone through certain experiences um, and had, you know, uh, frustration and, and, and been near the bottom and then get near the top and understand the, uh, the beauty in life, and uh, I think that's, then you might say things about that. That's a cryptic message. I mean, there's nothing cryptic about gratitude. You know, I just came out of a 12-day cleanse where you're eating a specific diet and you're going through these treatments every day, and you're not really doing anything else. you got to kind of turn everything else off, and, and so, you know, you're not working out, you're not straining or anything. It's kind of a recentering, um, and, and it not only heals you physically, but I think it takes away mental stress, and, and then the spiritual part, I think it allows you to kind of enjoy the meditations a little bit more. So when I come out, my first thought is, just intense gratitude for the people in my life. And that's not every person in my life that I mentioned, and, and there's other people to, to highlight in the credit, but that was just where I was at. I was going through some old pictures from the last year and felt an intense amount of gratitude uh, for the life that I have and for the lessons that I've learned and the growth that's happened over the last year and the people who've been a part of that, uh, that journey. I think it's a great jump-off point for the recap of the year because one of the photos was actually the last photo, and it was a photo of Randall Cobb and then a space... And then Devontae Adams. And the internet, obviously, and the people who are your detractors uh, were saying, oh, this means he's done, he's gone. And it sounds like you legitimately do not have your decision yet, although you might be leaning one way or another. You're a human. In my eyes, when I saw this photo, it was you actually saying thanks to them for thinking about you when you weren't there. Am I wrong in reading that, or is that exactly why you posted that? Is that it? First of all, you're exactly right. And, and, you know, full transparency, when I got that message, I cried. You know, when I got that photo from from Randall and Devante, you know, it, it brought tears to my eyes because that's my guy standing before the game, right? Randall's always on my right, Tay's on my left, and I embrace with both of them after the anthem, and it's it's a part of the pregame ritual, but also just a a statement about friendship and love and and the connection that that we have uh, collectively and, and individually in our own friendships, and you know, they held space and, and an open spot for me the game I missed because of my positive COVID test. And that got me, man. And that's one of my favorite photos from the year. It, it really is because it just shows the love and, the, and, and how special each of those moments are. So that's, you know, that's one of my all-time favorite photos. And, and the thought that went into doing that was, man, deep, deeply moving to me. And, and especially with, you know, how crazy that week was to get that photo after the game from them was, it got me. Okay, so that that's great to hear, by the way, and I'm sure there's going to be people on the internet. Oh, obviously, there's a deeper meaning, uh, you know, <laughs> than what he's saying. He's always, but that's kind of how it goes. And it feels like from talking to you this season, and by the way, this was not an easy season for anybody, right? With COVID, with all the protocols in the NFL. But I mean, you. Granted, it started with the entire offseason being what it was then coming in with the immunize you not wanting to be a poster boy for this entire thing then you're getting thrust in the middle and i got to see some of it man you were getting killed i mean you were getting killed by people but it seemed like every time you came and talked to us 
And every time your your teammates talked about you, it felt like life was just, it, it was almost as good as it could potentially ever be in the midst of all that. It felt like you were the happiest you've ever been, the more comfortable you've ever been, the most confident you've ever been playing. It feels like happiness was something you continued to have through a season that was very chaotic on and off the field for you. Do you think about why that is, how that is, and how do you continue to duplicate that hopefully when times are a little bit quieter maybe in the future? I'd like to see quieter times for sure moving forward. <laughs> it was loud. It was loud out there. You know, a lot of people have asked me, you know, and it was it was a dialogue talking point last year. You know, like why would you? you you've been you've been your happiest the last couple of years. Why would you even think about you know retiring? It's you know the happiest you've been. You look so happy on the field and at work and different things. And and I would say I think you're missing a big a big part of it. I, I think. You know, as professional athletes and, and people in general, I think we all need to do some sort of compartmentalization in our lives, you know, all times. We need to kind of set some things aside and, and be able to focus on something else from time to time. And, and I think as players, you know, we're always uh, doing that to some extent uh, in, in seasons, you know, whether there's, you know, the professional is, is difficult or the personal is difficult from time to time. There's some compartmentalization of the energy uh, of those environments that has to kind of stay where it's at in order to, to do your job. And there's been years I've played really good with, you know, work environment maybe not being the best or personal life, you know, going through some struggles uh, and and vice versa at times where work's, you know, where home life's been great and work's been difficult or home life's been rough and work's been great where you can still play well because there's compartmentalizing. But what happens, I think, when when the home life is so great, uh, it, it, and the work life is, is good as well, it allows you to have work be a bonus. So work is no longer a refuge, or home is no longer a refuge, huh. where you have to get away from a certain environment to be able to thrive. When you're thriving at home and, and loving work, you know, work just becomes icing on the cake. And, you know, I was, I was teasing with... Uh, with Matt uh, before, and I mentioned in my speech, uh, you know, two, three years together, two MVPs, there's no coincidences. Um, and I also was telling Shay, you know, I've been with you for two seasons, won two MVPs, like, that's not a coincidence either. And I mean that, you know, when, when your home life is stable and you have uh, an amazing partner to, to do life with, it just makes the work life a bonus and it, it changes the perspective because you're able to not look at work as like a refuge. Yeah. It's like, uh, how much more fun can I have at work now? Now that the stress, you know, of, of, of personal life stuff is, is out of there. How much more enjoyment can I get out of work? What areas can I focus on to, uh, to enjoy more the bus rides the meeting rooms times to put your phone away and enjoy the locker room conversations I think that's a huge part of it. I really do and 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 to that extent It's interesting. I think how things are, are often pictured for professional athletes where you know, Significant others are so often looked at as maybe possible distractions or reasons why things went a certain way when to be honest It's usually the opposite. You know it, it, if you if if you play bad or make it, or, or have a rough stretch, it's on you. It's on you and your huh. and your and your habits and, and what's going on most of the time. Well, if you're soaring, they never say, "Oh, you know, let's give 
credit to that woman behind the man. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's a it's kind of a bizarre fad I see in our culture. And uh, you know, I know for me, it's been great uh, the last two seasons to have that stability at home. And I think about the other wives, uh, you know, of my teammates who are just rock stars. You know, Mason Crosby's wife, you know, Molly. They got five kids. I mean, she's a boss lady. Like she <laughs> handles that. Make sure that you know what the women give up to be to be uh, wives and girlfriends. You know, of, of, of just uh, let's talk about our sport is is a lot. I mean, you're sacrificing. You're moving across the country a lot of times, or moving to Green Bay. You know, with our weather, we got there. You're sacrificing something. You know, career wise, life wise, freedom, attention. Kids, you know, yeah. and I think about. About uh, coaches' wives. I mean, you know, no, like no the coaches' schedule is is crazy what they do. And I've got to know three amazing, amazing coaches' wives over the last few years, and Bree Lafleur, and Tina Getzey, and Megan Hackett. And those are three amazing women. I mean, they, there's ten kids between them, and those their men are at work a bunch. In the season, they don't see them a whole lot. They got to be the homemaker, the meal maker. The taxi driver, you know, holding everything together, doing all the projects on the house. And for some of these guys that we know are coaches, you know, they've been on scholarship the whole life. They can't even do some of these mundane details. I think about AJ. I was going to talk about him. He's not on here, but he can barely tie his shoes, more or less. <laughs> I mean, boss without Laura Hawk. Yeah. You know, what's, you know but, the, but the women in our lives are, are, are what allow us to have that clarity, I think. When, when things are good in your personal life, in your relationships, your friendships, your loved ones, it allows you to just relax and, 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 and be so much more grateful, I think, for the little things in life. And uh, big shout-out to all the women backing up, uh, backing up the fellas. Hey, shout-out. Shout-out. Now, obviously, um, I have known of Shailene's uh, existence in your world. Obviously, I've known of that via the Internet and everything. We've never talked about it, though, right? Because I have... I'm not somebody that, you know, wants to delve into people's personal shit. Like, I, I just don't think that is something that is real. Hearing you talk about being with Shailene for the last two seasons and winning two MVPs, that's no coincidence. You've also, in your eyes, you think you've been a very... Do you think Shailene is the biggest initiative on this new movement? Like, the book club, the books that you had read, and the PK and everything like that. And the way... Have you found yourself, you think, via Shailene in your relationship with her? Is that something that you would say? You would say? Is, has she changed you and shaped you, you think, a lot? Oh, yeah. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, I mean I've learned, uh, learned so much from her. Uh, she's just an incredible woman, talented, smart, kind. Uh, you know, I said last night, you know, taught me what unconditional love looks like, and that's a great gift. You know, when you uh, when you have a partner like that, it just makes life so much more enjoyable, you know, and, and, and tasteful and exciting. And, and, you know, I think, I think that... Living a life of gratitude is such an important, important way to keep that joy in your life. And, you know, when you meet your person, life just changes. And you can't possibly not be changed being around those special people that we meet. Um, friendships can do that. Relationships can do that. And it just, you're never the same because you know that uh, you can't be. Because these people that 
that we get to have in our lives inspire us and push us and and give us that unconditional love but but also the tough love that we need you know it's it's people that hold our feet to the fire and and celebrate you know our successes and back us up when we need to be backed up and you know all the things uh, that we would ever want and whether and it's not just shade it's it's friendships as well that that have been tested and i think that's one thing again that through uh contemplation and kind of getting away from the whole season i think you know one thing that that i am sad about and i and and definitely uh, apologetic is is i didn't realize in the midst of of the covid conversations how much my situation was affecting my loved ones and uh, my people uh, the people that support me and love me and and check on me and take care of me i didn't realize the kind of shrapnel that was kind of being uh, flaked off of what i felt like were the bullets coming at me because i was too locked in on me and defending myself and trying to get a message out i never wanted to be divisive in in this whole thing i really didn't um the issue is polarizing i get that uh and i know there's a lot of fear involved around it uh but i my intention was never to be divisive it was to to speak what was my truth and talk about you know my own health um but i i am very sorry to those those people uh you know shay and my loved ones and my and my agents you know, Ed and Dave, and you and the boys, and my close friends like AJ, and, and my teammates, and the organization, my sponsors, you know, th this, I didn't realize the kind of shrapnel they'd be taking, and so many people stepped up to the plate, and sent me, you know, great messages of support, and, and love, but I think I realized being out of this now, and having conversations with, with some of those people, uh, understanding kind of the entire gravity of uh, the situation I was thrust into and and decided to speak on multiple times, you know, had an effect on a lot of people. And so to those people, I just say, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I never meant to get you in the middle of it, but you got into it by proxy because of your relationships with me. And I love you guys. I appreciate the support. That goes to you and the boys as well. You know, they were questioning... Uh, you know your ability to do a show and and to ask questions and and by association you know the boys are a part of that as well and AJ is part of that and Laura and then that friend group and those people that talk to them and the people that supported me publicly or privately having to answer questions about what they felt about me and my status and what I said and that was a lot I realized the gravity and the depth of that a lot for my agents, a lot for my sponsors, a lot for my friends, my teammates, the questions it created. And I do have a lot of uh, feelings of, uh, hey. of, of remorse for that. Hey, I think that's pretty cool, man. That's super yeah. adult of you, by the way. Super duper adult of you to acknowledge that. Now, with that being said, I mean, there was really, with the decision you had made about your uh, vaccination status, I mean, it was a perfect recipe for, you know, at which the NFL's MVP, 
the vaccination, which is becoming super po uh, pol political. And by the way, I was a vaccinated person in the middle of that whole thing during that entire thing. But there is, it was an interesting situation that I don't think will ever happen again. It'll be tough to explain why it happened to like 10, 15 years from now. I think it'll be tough to explain that entire thing. But that, and that, by the way, I did not expect this conversation to go this way. Let's show range here on the first day back. Aaron, mm -hmm. when you found out, you know, about all that, was that during this PK cleanse? Was this immediately after this? season and whenever does that that had to be a bit overwhelming whenever you started thinking about everything and, and realizing from like a 30,000 foot view is that real yeah I think so I think when you're in it there's so many charged emotions associated with it you just feel like I'm in this I need to ride this out and I knew that I was you know up to the task but this thing kind of just kept going and going and going and going and um, I guess until I got to have some of those conversations postseason, when things started to calm down a little bit, um, and you start to have a better perspective on what happened and think about things maybe outside of your own self and set your ego aside a little bit uh, and have some empathy, it really starts to sink in the gratitude, the intense, intense gratitude for those people that reached out and supported me. Uh, and, and send me messages of love and, 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 and strength and kindness, but also realizing that they were in it as well, and they had to answer questions just like I had to answer questions, and they had to justify their relationship with me or friendship with me, uh, just how I had to justify the things that I was talking about. So this was a lot bigger than me. And you know what? I have, I have love and empathy for, for the other side as well. I mean, this is there's so much fear that is charged into this conversation and very divisive and very political like you said um, but I have a lot of love and empathy for for people that don't believe the same things that I believe you know and, and I enjoy those conversations um, yeah but Aaron that's not real life nowadays dude hopefully we'll get to a point where people can disagree and move along and I've tr I tried to say this in a certain way uh, like the NFL locker room taught me that you can disagree with somebody and then, ah, oh, all right, fuck it. And then just move on yeah. because there's more to do. But the world seems to not do that. Now, hopefully we will get back to a point where we can have those conversations, especially as we remove ourselves from, well, hopefully, right, listen, well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Tread lightly. We'll see. Who knows? But it feels like we may be. Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. No, we did not. We okay. did not. But anyways, okay. as we beat COVID at some point, hopefully, and move along, I think it'll make, because everybody with a fear of death and you're killing me and I'm killing you and there's this, I mean, that is, to your point about the fear thing, it, it was massive. I, I, I really appreciate and enjoy the fact of you talking about the way you just experience life basically for somebody else. And it, looking back on it, you're an incredibly smart person. You see how it all goes. And I don't, I don't wanna, I mean, you just put over uh, this man's wife alongside a couple other people's wife, but like LaFleur through that entire thing, what a fucking, you know, cause he does have great eyebrows. He, does, Unbelievable. he has great yeah. eyebrows, okay? And you guys have won two MVPs together out of three, but he had to get up there and answer questions. And the NFL is, you know, big business, big conglomerate, big business. And I think the way LaFleur handled that entire thing, at some point, I assume, during your entire analysis of the season, you had to be pretty grateful for it as well. Because that dude went up there, he didn't piss off the locker room, didn't piss off Jordan Love, and he still had your back while the entire world was basically telling him, if you do, we will boycott. It was just, it was a crazy, that, what LaFleur did, I think, was pretty rock star shit throughout the year now, looking back as well. Yeah, I mean, it's moments like that that, that definitely bring you closer. Um, 
when someone has to answer for the things that you've said or done and they stick by you. And there was a lot of people uh, besides Matt who, uh, you know, stood up for me and, and had my back. And having my back, you know, doesn't mean you got to agree with my stance. And that, that's, I think that was one of the most uh, beautiful things that, that I felt during the time was that there were a number of people who were vaccinated and didn't agree with some of the stuff I was saying, but still sent me messages of support. And that, I think, is a great example for all of us. And you were vaccinated yourself, you know, and then some of the stuff that I said, you didn't, I'm sure you didn't agree with. Um, but uh, I didn't have a 500 page report, though. I, I mean, that was, <laughs> that was fucking fascinating. I have a 500 page report that doctors, uh, this doctor, this doctor, this doctor uh, has also I've also consulted with other people who had it. And then that's when Dr. Joe Rogan came in. And yeah. then it just dude, there was. It was a wild ride. But once again, I think you spoke your truth the entire time. And the fact that you kind of are saying, this is your truth, by the way. And that's, I think people are allowed to have their truths. And I think that is the world we live in. I was just in Hawaii. People in Hawaii are supposed to have and agree with the same president as people that grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a flawed system to begin with. There's no way. I mean, who knows? I don't even want to get it. But you've been living your truth, I think. And we've gotten to experience it this last couple of shows or last couple of years. I can't wait to see what your next, you know, step is. And I think that is why so many people watch today. And even if you don't give your decision, like everything you say is going to be talked about. And the amount of gratitude you're showing, I mean, there's no way you retire. Can't hey, do it. Can't do no it. There's no way, Aaron, right? I mean, you, you, you literally said it earlier that people were saying you've been your happiest. There's no way you retire, uh, retire. That's a narrative or whatever. I'm one of those that push that. Man, back-to-back -back MVPs with your entire happiness. I know you got an off-season to look into it, and you just went through a lot in the season, both on the field and off the field. But the game would miss you, pal, and I hope you think about those things whenever you're thinking about everything as well. I do. I do. I love the game. I was thinking I've played, I think, 25 years of competitive football. I didn't start until I was in eighth grade, but uh, it's it's what I've known. You know, it's it's a passion it's a stress reliever, not a stress inducer for the most part. Uh, and it's the, it's the relationships that you, that you get out of the game that are just so special. You know, being able to, to see, especially in the offseason, you know, see former teammates or even in season, you know, seeing guys who you played with and other teams and keeping those friendships alive. And now the Internet allows for multiple ways to keep in touch with the guys, not just text message, but there's, you know, DMs on social media and MySpace and different things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. But the game's given me a lot, and I'm very, very thankful uh, for that. You know, there's a lot of things you, you take into account and, and I think about, you know, my health and where it's at and, you know, trying to, uh, you know, predict how I'm going to, you know, feel in 10 years or 15 or 20 years and the fears about cognitive uh, degeneration and, and, and different things obviously are on your mind. But, you know, it's how your legs are feeling postseason, how your, how your mind is, how your body is, and those all go into it. And you got to think about, you know, uh, what the team looks like moving forward, what the what the what the grind is, kind of embracing the entire grind. Now, last year was amazing off season. It really was. <laughs> kind of, you know, there was a lot of you know uncertainty about what was going on, but I I enjoyed myself, and I've said it many times that it get, got me over my fear of retirement and, and helped me, you know, kind of just 
enjoy the little things even more. And obviously, I talked about Shay and, and the other things. I didn't mention, you know, we've done our show now two years, two MVPs. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention it either, but it is, <laughs> it is reality. You know, that has to factor in as well. But but I love the game, and, and uh, you know, it's given me a lot. Um, and I can still play. Yeah, you know, how do you feel? How do you feel? How does the body feel? Body feels good, you know. I had the, you know, the the toe, not COVID toe. I had the toe, uh, obviously. Hey, how'd that happen? <laughs> you kicked something. I heard it when I had COVID. That's uh, that's. Oh no. man! Come on, man. Listen, we've all gotten up out of bed. We've all gotten up out of bed, mm-hmm. gone to the bathroom, and just wait. Yeah. Oh my God! Middle we've all done it. We've all been there. Be relatable. Come on. Oh, relatable Raji. Stop his toe, broke his toe on a thing. I'll tell you the next time I come on. (laughs) (laughs) That's good tease. That's good tease. That's great tease. But yeah, you had the toe injury. Anything else? Body feels good because you just mentioned that looking forward, you think about how the body feels after the season. Yeah, for sure. Every year. You know, some years been rough. Some years gotten surgery after the season. Some years have, you know, had nagging knee stuff. The diet change a few years ago has made a huge difference, and things like PK and some of the other cleanses. I'll do some. I like I like to do some fasting to kind of reset my system as well. So just doing, you know, a water fast for three or five days is like a great way to reset your system. So there's some of the things I do in the off season to kind of like get my body back to where I want it. Um, but you know, there's there's a lot to decide. I still want to have conversations with. With uh, you know some of my close friends and, and current teammates, obviously, you know Tom Clements got hired to be the quarterback coach of the Packers. Tom and I go way back. I love Tom. I mean, Tom is—I owe him so much credit for my development. When I, um, so I'm, I'm happy to see him back in a game. The game is better when Tom Clements is coaching because he's one of those special. Special coach. It doesn't get all the credit he deserves. He's kind of just been uh, one of those lifer guys uh, in the business, but fantastic teacher of the game and and uh, great for young players as well. Like when I was a young player, off season was obviously different back then, but man, he was instrumental in my development for sure. Okay, so you talk about talking to close people. Clemens coming back is a big deal. Then there was a report. Aaron stuck around after the season. Mm-hmm. Hey, he stuck around after the season. He didn't just jet out of town. Now, I believe that's standard. I think most players stick around after a season. I don't know. I don't know if their lockers are just picked up, booted, stored for them themselves without having to do it. But was there anything different this year after the season than any years past, or is it just standard status quo, end of year wrap up? Well, first of all, you know we. Didn't expect to lose in the divisional round, so I don't think anybody was ready to, you know, <laughs> there's no bags packed, so it wasn't like, you know, first first thing smoking out of town. So there was a lot uh, to kind of unpack uh, in some of the post uh, the postseason exit interviews, and obviously wanted to see a lot of people. Now that's the you know, and, and you know, being on a squad, the the toughest day of the year is that day after the last game because you just know that this group of guys will never be together again. It's There's always changes, coaching changes, player changes, guys retire, guys get cut, guys move on, guys sign other places. Coaches do the same thing as we've seen 
in Green Bay. And, and so I just wanted to make sure I, I got to see a lot of those people who I knew had the possibility of either moving on or getting other opportunities. Um, so that obviously kept me in the town for a few days. And then I wanted to have meetings with, uh, with Brian and, and Ross and Matt uh, as well. And I would say the meetings were much different than they've been in the past. Oh. In a positive way. Oh. And, oh. and that there was some real honest conversations that I appreciate. And I mentioned that, you know, at, at the end of the year, and I talked a little bit about it, uh, you know, in the post-MVP press conference. But, you know, last year, you know, my frustrations that, you know, some of them I talked about in my first press conference when I went back to training camp, but... But a lot of them forty were minutes. You remember you sat up there for forty yeah. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> what a year, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It was oh, awesome. Fuck, I want things to get a little quiet, you know. <laughs> quieter, man. I just make this decision and just all right. Let me just enjoy myself. Man. Yeah, yeah. You should be able to. I think that'll happen whenever you make your decision. But go on. Last year, accident. You think your frustrations were with what? It wasn't like money. Yeah. I don't think. I was I was behind closed doors talking about some of my frustrations with some of the, the you know the, with some of the members of the organization and some of the uh, way the organization uh, kind of operated and to their credit and I mean this uh, so many of the things that we talked about this is a big clip okay this you, what you're saying right now is going to be heard by a lot of people there's people laughing in the background. I, I don't want to, like, just jump to any conclusions, but I just want to know, it sounds like there is a woman laughing in the background. I just would like to let that be known out there. Now, what you were saying about frustrations. <laughs> it's the TV. Um, it's what? The TV. 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 It's television. Joy Behar. <laughs> it's the view I can right now. <laughs> Well, that's a whole other thing. That's, that's, that's a whole other thing. Whatever you're watching right now is going to start a whole other war. I mean, that is just a whole other. Anyways, okay, there is somebody laughing in the background. It is the television. All right, good news. Just, you know, just in case. All right, I couldn't hear that. You guys got good speakers. Um, had a baby seat. Had a baby neck. Had a baby good work over here. Well, I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> no, your frustrations behind closed doors were actually, it wasn't about money. Like going into last offseason as opposed to this offseason behind closed doors. By the way, can I, can I ask about this? How do you think the Schefter accumulation of information came to be? Was it because you were having these conversations behind closed doors and numerous people knew that there was frustration? Or what do you think that whole process was as opposed to what it is this year? I, I don't know what's the question. Schefter? Something about Schefter? I kind of lost my train of thought. Well, yeah, Schefter. I, I mean, he would love that guy. Get his information. I don't, I don't know how he gets his information. No, but that was accurate, right? You, there was conversations happening behind closed doors, obviously. And what were those conversations about? The frustrations you said, yeah? There was, you know, there was phone calls. There was Zoom. There was face-to-face -face meetings. You know, there was a lot of conversations that, that, uh, that were had. I mean, the members of the coaching staff came out to the house one night. It was that was an amazing story. Um, we had a good time together, but they they basically uh, they basically tailgated on the on the one on the PCH, sorry, or PCH, uh, waiting for me to get back to the house because I was at dinner with uh, you know a couple Buddhist friends of mine that I told them was a priority, and I was not going to miss this dinner. So they waited around the house for me. <laughs> I was getting texts from my security guy like, hey, there's random people uh, outside your house. 
I was like, uh, what do they look like? That looks like like five or six guys. I was like, yeah, they're fine. <laughs> so things are much different now, obviously, right? And what were your frustrations then, you think, that got kind of quelled or dispelled that it's much different this year? Well, I'm not going to get into specifics. I don't think that's okay. fair to do. But this, a lot of it's centered around communication and, and doing a better job of, of communicating. Uh, and look, one of the first days I was back, Brian and I have got, had a conversation, a very honest conversation. Um, after a walkthrough, and that was meaningful to me. And I think from that was kind of like the best, you know, analogy is like the, that was the me and Brett Favre shaking hands on stage at the NFL Honors that I felt like, and I think a lot of people, and Brett would probably say the same thing, I felt like it was kind of a catalyst to get Brett back in the fold. Let's get him back in the fold. He's going to the Packer Hall of Fame in 2015. He's going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2016. Let's make sure he's back a part of, like uh, the Green Bay Packers family. And that's what that conversation was with Brian and I, was I felt like that was kind of a first step to having a, a real uh, free-flowing conversation and friendship. And I'm, uh, I'm definitely thankful for the work that he put in uh, on the relationship and Russ Ball as well. Uh, Matt and I, I think every year we get closer and more connected and feel better about our communication and obviously you know, working with Nathaniel and, and Luke Getze was just outstanding. I love those guys and, and mentioned them and their incredible wives um, earlier. But but uh, but it was a lot about a lot about communication. Some you know technical stuff, some kind of habitual things that I don't think you know that I thought we could do better. And to their credit, there was I saw a lot of growth. At the same time, it wasn't a one way street. I knew that I had to grow as well. I needed to, I had to be more comfortable, you know, with those conversations, with uh, uh, being responsive to them uh, in a super timely manner, trying to find kindness in, in the, you know, adverse moments or the difficult conversations that we had. Hmm. And I feel like we all grew and, and had to, you know, had a good year of, uh, of communication, had a nice, nice, nice conversations after the season. And, and I felt uh, felt really good about how that uh, that got tied up before I left town. Uh, Ty Schmidt, go ahead. Aaron, I wouldn't ask about your decision because I respect your process <laughs> and I will you know, support whatever it is you decide to do. I just want you to keep in mind, no pressure. If you don't come back, there is a good chance I swan dive off my roof. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Uh, so like, what, what's next for you now? Like, d- does With this decision looming, does it give you anxiety? I know you talked about how you wanted things to be kind of quieter, but like you know that until whatever it is you decide, um, like everyone's going to be talking about it incessantly. So like, is there anxiety that comes along with that? Like, can you even enjoy yourself right now? Or is, do you not even really think of it that way? First of all, Ty, don't swan dive. You're newly married. You, gotta, <laughs> you have a lot of fun things in your future. I can't wait to be godfather to your firstborn. Hell yeah. Wow. But I'll hold you to it. I, I You're going to get this immunized, you. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Will Compton this weekend with Chick-fil-A with Taylor Long. Great joke. Sorry about it. That was awesome. Go ahead, Aaron. Sorry about it. What if you are godfather to Ty's kid? That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Love to. Wow. Write it down. All right. Keep me in the mix, you know, like uh, Michael Corleone. Do you renounce Satan? I do. <laughs> 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 all right, go ahead. <laughs> 
man, that was a good question. What was it? Oh, anxiety. I don't have anxiety about the decision now. And I, and I get it. You know, there's not a lot to talk about football-wise, and this will be a topic of conversation. But I am looking forward to uh, making the decision and moving forward. I think it's best for me. It's best for the team. It's best for uh, all parties involved. Let's just get get this behind us. But like I said, I mean, in, in all truth, um, the PK is about kind of quieting your mind and your surroundings. And I literally just finished yesterday, had a great time, feel incredible. And now, you know, I've obviously had thoughts about it and, and have had thoughts throughout the season and, and throughout the off season, even during PK. But, but there's conversations to be had and, and uh, a few more things to contemplate, but it, it won't be long and I'm not going to hold, you know, anybody hostage in this i'm not gonna you know do that uh obviously i don't want to feel certain about it and when i do i'll make a decision and, and we'll just move on and move forward all right well we can't wait for it we're happy we're in this post pk time all right i i, I can't wait to dive into the paracarma is that the name of this thing poncha karma of course poncha karma you should do but it you're, Pat. you're glowing yeah, you right do now it, you're great right, you don't go. need anything maybe a little cleanse in case you know, you got to do anything athletic moving forward, but but uh, you know, maybe shed some of that uh, vacation weight which we all put on. No, no judgment, zero right. judgment. Hey, no judgments yeah. here. Thank you. Do oh. it. Hell yeah. Hey, we appreciate you. Good luck with your process, man. Incredible conversation, and what a hell of a year. We're lucky to be a part of it, dude. All right. Thank you. Man. We appreciate you, man. Turn that TV off. All right. All right, ladies. All right. Get the guitar. Oh yeah. Here we go. Hey, who uh, was? Hey. God. He's good. He's fast. It's a new season of Hashtag PMS Live, but we're still Arby's Gas. Hell yeah! All off-season, we're running on the high-quality meats from Arby's right now on the two-for-six menu. You can get yourself a classic beef and cheddar. What? A white cheddar mac and cheese. What? Premium, delicious, nine-piece chicken nuggets. What? And much, much more. There's full-size sandwiches and meals that you can only find at Arby's. They don't shrink them down to a junior version like you might find elsewhere. Oh, Two full-size Arby's meals. Arby's meals for $6 daily. The best deal in the game. Go get yours today. Get on, Kia. Oh, oh, Arby's is perfect. That's actually say. why Arby's is back. Yeah. Yeah. You, you did the Arby's keto version last time, didn't you? Yeah, and mm -hmm. by the way, lost a lot of weight quick. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Found a jawline. How you doing? Keep it moving. Trying to do that right now because last week on Island Time, I gained 16 to 17 pounds. I don't have right there with you. The brains might still be on Island Times, but we are... Functioning at a high level, the Toxic Table is here at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor. Tone Diggs is here, one half of the Hammer Don Cowboys. Tone, now that uh, the football season's over, what are you guys gambling on? Hockey? What? Basketball? What? College basketball? What? How about the Olympics? Did you gamble on the Olympics at all? Was there any money to be made on those, or did none of us have any idea? Are they still happening? No, they're, they're over. over. Damn it. Did we win? Uh, no. Yeah, Nathan Chen won. Yeah, we won. Who, had the, we who won, won the medal? Not us. Dude. Definitely not, not us. And, listen, I, and I, I'm afraid I've got some bad news <laughs> for, you know, United States of America or any, you know, kind of developed country. I think some of those sports that, you know, you do in the Olympics, mm -hmm. it is a very niche outfit. It is a very niche workout, and it is a miserable existence, I think. With all the other options... 
of things to do if you're athletic or, you know, with the way the world is to make money and to, you know, make a living. I fear, I might be wrong here, I fear some of these sports in the Olympics mm-hmm. are going to be forgotten about by American athletes. Yeah. And I don't know if the Olympics are always going to be like the, hey, we're better than you times that they, they once were. And I fear that that's the case because I was watching the Olympic hockey gold medal game Yeah, mm-hmm. between Finland and Sweden. The, another team? The Rock. Oh, the Rock RIC. Nation. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, really? Oh. Russian Olympic Committee? Yep. Mm-hmm. It was terrible hockey. Oh. I mean, it was it was underwater hockey. Oh. The ice looked like it was slow. It looked like the Plum I Mustangs, am. the team oh. that CFO Phil coaches, <laughs> could have beat them. And I'm like, if America can't field a team that can beat these guys, we're fucked going forward, I think. And that's not just for hockey. I think that's for... Damn near everything. And how long is curling Maddie Hamilton going to be able to keep right. going? Do they win? Because I don't think we won. I they think we did. got third, I think. Yeah. That's a medal. That's a medal. We, we, yeah, but we were gold. Defending we gold. Were defending yeah. gold. And he had some sick J's on. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he'll stick around. But some of these sports, these uh, exercises, you know, that base, I feel like they're going to run out of favor with Americans. And we could be staring down a uh, not-so-arrogant Olympic time period for us going the next 20, 25, 40 years. Maybe. Yeah, hopefully it never happens at the Summer Olympics. and it, I mean, it pains me, but I'm never going to watch the Winter Olympics again. I just won't what? do it. Every God. single time I turned it on, it was the fucking quarterfinal of some mixed curling you know, What's thing that, that two countries I don't know, I don't care about. I want to watch something other than curling. It was the only fucking thing that was honored that I what could ever mean? find. I'm Change done with it. Change your channel, dude. Oh, I did. Yeah. Believe me. Italians won hey. gold in mixed curling. Well, I'm not Italian, so I don't give a rat's ass. It looks like we, ma- we got the third most medals with you. Yeah, we're- that's pretty good. We're going to continue, though. Crash? Uh, fourth, I think, actually, Zito said. Fourth most. Oh, yeah, it's oh, Norway, Jesus. ROC, Germany, Canada, United States. Oh, what? Fifth. Fifth. See, you can't have it. Canada, I mean, they cared about the Olympics this yes. year. The Canadians, there wasn't anything else going on. We wow. way more golds than the ROC in yeah, Canada. Third most golds. Listen, Nathan Chen's still going to fucking do it. Yeah. Okay? Chloe Kim. Still going to do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Sean White's tiring, though, so yeah. he does yeah. that. Uh-oh. I'm just saying, we'll still have the big glory sports, I think, but all these other ones, I don't know if we're going to have anybody in the races for some Biathlon, we finally had a guy. He chokes. Oh, my God. He's going to get he silver gonna medal. Get first. He first. <laughs> I mean. Pink, pink, pink. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, can't have it. I mean, and maybe that's why I'm so jaded right now because that was like the first thing I watched and it's like, okay, fuck it. I'm done. This guy just, well, people are not happy with the Olympics as a whole. I guess it's done. Oh, yeah. well, There's yeah. a lot of stuff going on, but Anyways, I was happy for the athletes. though. So. yeah, like you we'll, we'll yeah. always own the summer. Sure. The summer will always be the United States. Olympics. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. I'm sure we own the pool. We'll always own the pool. No one's ever going to touch us in basketball. We own the Summer Olympics. Well, I remember our basketball squad, what, they started out terrible, and then they said, oh, we got to play basketball yeah. now. Matt has won the gold. Gold. Mm-hmm. gold. Let's remember that for next time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gold. We got the girls it. and the boys on the track. Okay, we're going to be just fine. And we got the the guy who does shot put who's just competing yeah. against himself. Oh, yeah, the big cowboy guy. Yeah. I forgot about that. Well, okay. He's on the show. Uh-huh. He should be a left tackle, but his fam- his father and his father's father <laughs> That's right. were all shot putters, mm-hmm. and he's the greatest shot putter of all time. By far. All right, so we're good then. Why we're am fine. I getting Summer, so- we're fine. We're fine. And if we bring our boys back onto the ice and the NHL lets the pros play, 
We'll be back in there too. Honestly, I think we got high schoolers in Western Pennsylvania that could have beat both of those teams. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was in that gold medal. That looked like a high school hockey game. Well, I mean, Russia was able to send some of their better players that don't play in the NHL. They have their whole league uh, over there, so they were able okay, to send. Oh, See, look at that. It was yeah. Cole Chuck out there. Oh, oh so. Russian pros were oh. invading the Olympics, huh? Yeah, isn't that You know who's been well, this really but... is, right? Okay. What's that, pal? Huh? Global warming. Our cold places aren't that cold anymore, so we can't train. Oh, okay. <laughs> Probably. Good point. When you send them to Canada, that's, very true. that's like, probably that's a why. The, 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 and what, remember, <laughs> we did say we did say that the cure for global warming is. Everybody needs to stop walking because yeah, yeah, when not. we walk around, yeah. we're not actually pushing Earth down closer to the core where it's super hot. Ipsa. So it's, it's already heating up. And then as we're sending you know, rockets through the ozone, that's letting heat in this way, that's too. Right. So the Earth's getting pushed down a little bit, flatter almost. The Earth's mm -hmm. getting pushed while we all walk. Core heat's coming this way, outside heat coming in through all the rocket launch holes. So you're saying we got to scatter the fat people around the world more. Whoa. Jeez. Louise. That's what it sounds like. Nah, well, it was a like nice. stampede is a stampede. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay. Fighting a two-front war. Jeez Louise. Let's get some phone calls. Let's go to the uh, elephants. I don't know. Well, listen. The elephants are <laughs> no, their story. Yeah, we got to take care hey, of them. Hey, I'm a big elephant guy, by the way. They're I watch great. some documentaries. Oh, yeah. I'm a big elephant guy. Smart. You're afraid oh, of yeah. uh, bees. Oh, wait. We haven't <laughs> talked. <laughs> didn't you save a guy's life? Oh, I didn't. No, no, no. Good call. This was cool. Yeah. I was on a flight home yesterday mm -hmm. from Hawaii out of Honolulu to Minnesota. Cold there. Okay. St. Paul, maybe. Minneapolis? There are all yeah, Twin there. Cities. The airport that's in Minnesota. It's a big one. Right. I think it is in Minneapolis, St. Mm -hmm. Paul, or somewhere else. I'm not 100% sure. Flight, seven and a half hour flight. Okay. To get to Honolulu, I had to take another flight, little flight to there. It was a long travel day, but the seven and a half hour flight, you know. You're really trying to time up all your potential sleeping things mm -hmm. sure. because you're trying to catch up with the time zone change and everything like that. Very lucky to get one of the front seats of the plane. Nice. Uh, we're sitting in there. We're hanging out. Everything's about to hit for me perfectly. Like, hey, I've I've balanced these Advil PMs, mm -hmm. you know, vitamins. Melatonin. Yeah, I've, everything's about to hit perfectly. We're all the way out at the runway, okay, about to take off. All of a sudden, on loudspeaker, uh, are there any doctors or medical professionals on the plane? We have a medical emergency happening at 50B. We are at runway, clear for takeoff. I already been announced. Uh, we're number one. We are clear for takeoff on the thing. All of a sudden, boom, comes out of there. I am in a little bit of a haze at this yeah. point because I'm timing up my sleep for the next seven and a half hours to hopefully catch up this thing when we get to Minneapolis. All of a sudden, that thing comes over a speaker. Obviously, everybody, whoa, 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 what the hell is going on? I thought we were taking off. I turn around to look behind me. I'm in seat four. We're in a pod, so it is difficult to see, especially whenever you're kind of the way you are. I turn. This dude levitates out of his seat, okay? Because the pods, they're a little bit higher. You know, like when I turn, there's a little bit of a higher thing, and there's more. It's not just a straight-up seat or whatever. I turn around, and I see this fucking guy. You literally... <laughs> like fucking straight up like Tim McGraw did at yeah. that class oh, yeah. Yeah. you know when somebody's like this guy levitates straight up out of his seat I'm like what the fuck is going on here and then he just turns and it seems like he glides to the back of the plane <sighs> gone alright and I'm so mesmerized by this I guess there was a lady sitting next to him she also got up and went to the back but she would have been 
back here for my view so I can see her. Two hallways, big fucking plane, okay? Two aisles. So this dude gets up, levitates, sprints to the back, all right? So now plane stops. Holy shit. Uh, announcement comes up from pilot. We are turning plane back around to go back to gate or whatever because of medical emergency. So plane turns around. There's fire trucks and ambulances flanking us. Damn. Okay, as we're going back to the gate or whatever. We're already out there. We're out there because, you know, to get to the, the runway or whatever, big fucking plane, I guess, we're out there. These airports are massive, by the way, depending upon the wind, wherever you are. So we're, we're driving back to the gate. Everybody is obviously like, what the fuck is going on here? My wife has it. She's on the other side, so she can stare right down the aisle. So she has a good lean looking down the aisle. Everybody's kind of looking back to where 50B was. There was a moment there where the wife was getting consoled in the arms of like the flight attendant where she was like crying in this, I just assumed that dead person was back mm -hmm, in the yeah. back of the plane. Like that is the feeling that we all had. Like, oh my God, this, their person has died on this flight or whatever. You know, that's terrible. Never ever could have experienced this. And as we get back to the gate, there's like a sigh of relief and like a, a sound. And then we, we get to the gate, the gate opens. The guy actually ends up walking himself. Oh, hey. Off the plane with the wife right behind him and a little bit of a crew, and they kind of walk off, put the mask on. There's like a, he's like he's obviously like not walking great, but he is walking himself off the plane. Had a big beard, and then all of a sudden that doctor just like squ squeaks by, almost sits back in his seat and just sits down. Right, has a, then puts his headphones on. Had a bunch of paperwork, and nobody's saying anything because they're like kind of wondering what's going on. So I like get up and I like just go over to the guy. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> Did you just fucking run back there and like save that guy's life? Essentially, uh, he was. I was like, "Fucking good on you!" Yeah, him. wow. I, I literally, I literally like just like right in this dude's face. He's in the pod. <laughs> He's in the pod. I'm like, man, good for you. Like, I feel like we should be celebrating this. I know, like, when a doctor does surgery and saves a life in the ER, they're around other medical professionals. So I doubt that there's wow. any normal people that are like, "Holy shit! How did you make that person's heart start beating again?" <laughs> that person was dead. They were consoling the wife actually so much, and then this guy brings up, like, "You deserve to be commended for that, sir." I'm like, "Can I? Can I take a picture with you and everything like that?" He's like, "Yeah, absolutely, man. No big deal. Like, just like nothing just fucking happened, okay? Yeah. Literally just brought a human back to life with his bare hands on a plane in, in which he levitated to. And uh, I take a picture and I go, "What's your name?" He goes, "Commander A," is what they call me. I said, what? Oh, "Commander A, you're like the fucking coolest guy of all time." Yeah. He goes, uh, "I'm in the Navy. He was he was a Marine. He was in the Navy. I, he he basically I think he's a military doctor, but he's like this fucking Commander A. Is what they call. Weapon. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, well, whatever, Doc. Thanks for saving a life. <laughs> and the lady he was with, I don't know if she was married to him or co-worker. She was, I didn't see her because my view did not my view only had him. Yeah. I I talked to her after as well. I was like, I'm sorry I didn't see you. I was like, does this this has never happened to me before? She was like, it actually happens more often than you think, or whatever. I'm like, well. Thanks for all the lives you motherfuckers are saving out there. It was a movie, though. It was absurd. Had to take a picture with Commander A. And I mean, just to know that there's like superheroes just walking amongst us. Yeah, like, wow. Geez, need more Commander A. It was wild, dude. It was fucking wild. I was like, because I literally, as I'm turning, I'm like, you know, half asleep or whatever. And then he just fucking boom, pops up out of nowhere. Like, Who the fuck? And he had a shark necklace. Shark yeah, oh, I noticed no. that. I was like, okay, yeah, this guy's oh, a yeah. weapon. Oh, this guy is amazing. Yeah. So, obviously, it took another 30, 45 minutes to refill it and get us off there. Right. And, but I was literally just, I was like just staring at him a couple different times. I'm like, 
Nobody's giving this guy. Yeah. Is it unethical if he just kept his headphones in and just said, fuck it? Wait. Oh, yeah. If he just doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, you style. have to. Bro, this oath, is, yeah. This yeah. Is a seven, you, yeah, I think there is an oath that you have to. Yeah. But if you didn't hear it, like, this seven and a half hour flight, yeah. he had to be on call basically for this random flight back from Hawaii. There's a lot of military in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know what the case is. And shout out to, by the way, shout out. Shout, shout out. out. Shout out. Shout, shout out. out. Shout out. But it, I mean, just, I was halfway dead. And if imagine if I had to do something, so this guy was like, is there a punter on the plane? <laughs> I need a ball to be kicking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't think I can do it. Just the, the ability, just out of nowhere, it was awesome. Need more commander race, a lot less us. Yeah, was yeah, it HIPAA? True. Did you find out what actually happened to the guy? No, or? I didn't. I, I didn't. I felt like uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. It's basically. But I assume the heart stopped. International mm-hmm. ocean laws. Uh, you can talk about p- play patience on an airplane. I feel like the heart stopped. If I had to guess, it feels like that's what happened. They have a defibrillator. No, I would assume Commander A. a dude. Yeah. It's not maritime law at an airport in Hawaii, Dicks. Yeah, it's on land there in Hawaii. Yeah, so you guys think, but it's Hawaii. It's more islands. like you're kind of just on a bunch of lava, to be honest. Well, so, to be clear, yeah. there was a lot more laws over there, actually, with the whole COVID uh, still in its oh, prime. Oh, oh yeah. No. COVID still in its prime over there. So much so, and by the way, I think it's just commercial planes or whatever. That same flight where old buddy saved the shots, Commander A, uh, you know, long flight. I, I was able to find my right mental state of mind. About an hour and a half into flight, you know, so you still got a good five hours left there, six hours left there if you really want. I was able to fall asleep. It was really nice. It was one of those wow, pods. There we go. Really, really nice. Now you have to have a mask on, obviously, on the plane. The entire While you're time. sleeping? Whole time, yeah. Whole time you have to have a mask mm-hmm. on the plane. And I was laying down, passed out. And, uh, you know, I had like blanket up on me. Head was down in a corner almost. And uh, I was woken up with a two finger right on the shoulders there. Yeah. My mask was right below my nose. So (laughs) please lift your mask above your nose. And I said, oh, thank you. Thank you for saving the world. And I put it back (laughs) up and then I tried to fall back asleep. Obviously couldn't. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously couldn't. But I couldn't even fathom how many people that person has said that to. And if that's what her job was, what a terrible job that has to be. Because obviously I was just so out of it, like. I didn't really. I'd assume there's some people that would be like, yeah. "Hey, excuse me, okay." Yeah. I was just sleeping. You had to literally get a flashlight out to see if this thing was over my nose, and you woke me up to tell me to move it. It was an eighth of a centimeter. And by the way, are we judging the mask as a whole? Because I don't think the son of a bitch is suction cup to my thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a chance there's some things getting out there, but I think that was like her required job. Oh yeah, it has had to. It, I assume this has been terrible for the airlines this entire thing. For sure, you almost feel bad for them because they. I are, did. They, yeah, she's I in a position did. where it's like they'll shit can her if she's not doing that kind of stuff. I think she was a little bit more stringent than most. But oh, she, oh yeah, she, I had one, I had one too. Who there was a kid that was like I think maybe seven next to me, just you know goofing around on his iPad and it kept falling down, and she told him about five. Six times, hey, get that fucking mask up over your <laughs> nose. And- hey, by the way, everybody, just whatever, whatever, safe for everybody. I understand, but I didn't do it on purpose. I was clearly unconscious at the time, you know. And but hey, air still going out. And I should have told her, like, I actually can't breathe through my nose. I'm a mouth breather anyway, so we should maybe lift it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. we should tighten this thing around my mouth because I can't. Because my I ran into a truck as a kid. You That'll know, happen. I saw the truck mm-hmm. when I was getting mm-hmm. to breathe out of it. It's tough. I have a dry mouth in the morning when I wake up. It's probably why I'm gargly because I have to breathe through my mouth. But that's too much information. What I'm saying is <laughs> it was actually better served down here than it is up here. But, hey. You got you. it. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if I gave her that. Would have never been able to. Anyways. Let's move on to uh, football conversation. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Commander A. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Commander A. Commander A. And to the flight attendant saved. And, and, and thank you, right. flight attendant, math lady. Probably actually saved more lives. That's what I'm saying. 
Zate? Was Zate? Oh, got me. Zate. She did. She did. Let's not make light of this, please. Come We're on, out of that. Dude. We'd like it to get yeah. quieter. Right. Mm-hmm. We all said it. Exactly. We all talked about it. Speaking of quiet, uh, franchise tag can be placed starting today. Nobody's done anything, right? No, no, no. Seen nobody's it. done anything. Devontae Adams allegedly going to be at franchise tag for the Green Bay Packers. The franchise tag is obviously a one-year deal that is worth the amount of the top five salaries at your position minus bonuses. So it's an automatic, it's a guaranteed contract. They are high numbers, they're big numbers. I was franchise tagged my first potential contract year. Uh, it was, you know, a couple million dollars. So as soon as I was able to sign it, I signed it because I thought it was hysterical that if I sign my name on this piece of paper, like two point what million dollars are definitely coming to me. Yeah, all right, I'll sign my name on that piece of paper just because that is grossly overpaid for me. A lot of players hate it though. Because long-term comfort, long-term deals obviously mean more money. Now, what will become of the world as we see more players do one-year deals, going places, trying to win a ring, maybe getting up and going elsewhere? Where the franchise tag maybe almost be uh, not the standard because teams are controlling that as opposed to players, but will one-year, two-year deals become the standard for most people anyways? And will the franchise tag hate drop off? Possibly. We shall see as we go. But if you're with a terrible franchise and they're not allowing you to go to free agency and it's your one time to go get paid and maybe experience happiness and success in the NFL and that team slaps the franchise tag on you, you can see how that is demoralizing and some people can end up hating the franchise tag, which is the narrative that has been built up over the last Mm -hmm. whatever many years franchise tags have been around. I signed immediately because it was money. Devontae Adams, though, you heard Aaron speak about it, does not want a franchise tag. He would like to get a deal that is large, that is comfortable, that is for the future so that next year he doesn't have to do this again or worry about potentially getting injured all year and not being able to get another deal, one in which he's already earned. So there's lots of pros and cons to all of this. Most of it revolves around who controls the decision being made, whether it's the players or the teams. Teams control this one, which is why a lot of players hate it. There's been a lot of conversation about removing the franchise tag. The NFL has not budged on that. The NFLPA has fought for that in. So many other things. <laughs> oh, yeah. They fucking stink. <laughs> they stink. But anyways, that happens today. And there's going to be so much drama mm-hmm. as this whole thing unfolds. Who's happy? Who's not happy? Who ends up negotiating on the franchise tag before they're not, le- not able to negotiate on the franchise tag again? It's all one big, you know, drama-filled thing. But there's a lot of money on the line and a lot of, you know, roster construction that could take place. Well, for most of these guys, like Devontae, I think J.C. Jackson's going through it now, too. It's like you're trying to get the deal done now, right, before you, the March 8th deadline for the franchise tag. So those negotiations are still going on. It just kind of looms over your head. And plus, you can save more money if you do that long-term deal. Right, because you can well, it depends on how you shape it, right? Yeah, yeah, depending on how you shape it. Because yeah. you can do these five-year deals and just kick everything on the back end of it, yep. and then get fucked over later. The Saints were seventy-one million dollars over the salary mm-hmm. cap mm-hmm. because they had a lot of deals that they just kicked down the road. That's called salary cap gymnastics, which has led us to believe. By the way, new season of this show, twenty twenty-two NFL yeah. season. This show. Same motto, salary cap does not matter. No, no it doesn't. No, no, no. It's going up. It's at like $205 million or something like that, which is the most it's ever been. It's only going to continue to grow as more digital streaming platforms come into play. But like, there's ways to get around it for everybody. 
So the franchise tag is an interesting thing because if you're a player and you see what everybody else is able to do contract-wise in places and maneuver around these restrictions and salary cap and you're wondering why the team continues to only give you a one-year deal, you can see how people can get jaded. But hopefully all these guys get paid all the money they're worth. That's what I hope. And like with Devontae, yeah, you could, re- you could structure it so that the first year is good for them. But, like, he should be getting number one wide receiver, like number one in the league. But if if he's actually getting a franchise, you're actually probably getting him for a steal if you can't. Oh, a complete steal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not not just. But other guys, like lower guys who are getting franchised and they're not in the top five in their position, then it hurts the team. Yeah, because you got to think about the jump from, like, the second highest paid to the fifth highest paid. Correct. You're taking the average of that. The fifth highest paid is probably the first highest paid, like, ten years ago, seven years ago. Now it's a much different – or five years ago. Now it's a much different market. So the franchise tag, controlled by the NFL and less money, and less money, obviously, than what you're going to get if you're a top three guy at your position. But the fact – that all these teams are so far over the salary cap. Yeah. And none of them care about it. Right. Makes me think if you're franchise tagging somebody, it's legitimately because you just don't know if you want them long-term. True. Or you just don't get along with them, whatever business-wise, because they've been able to make – people have been able to make deals happen when there's no reason a deal should be able to – the Saints will be able to play somehow. So the Saints put that graphic up of the timeline of everything like that. I think by March 16th, shout out to St. Paddy's, March 17th, the trade window opens. Teams must be cap compliant by then. Mm -hmm. So teams must be under the cap by March 16th. That is less than a month. Obviously, everybody can do math. That is going to be very difficult for some of these teams, potentially. But $71 million is a lot of fucking money to move. How will they be able to do it? Diggs, you have an interesting look on your face. You don't know if that's true. Well, because, like, I remember teams, like, more during, like, uh, training camp and stuff who were trying to still get under the cap. Oh, yeah, especially with the roster, how it's making. Yeah. Maybe there's an off-season cap you have to hit. There has to be, yeah. has to be a number that you have to hit. We should ask Dirty what that means. Yeah, probably has to be before the draft, too, right? Because don't you have to have money like for, for the draft, draft picks pool, that you like have, and then there's one after it. Yeah, but then there was there was a time when there were a time in the past where they signed some of their rookies, but they didn't have enough money for the rest yeah. of the yeah. They had to make a move. Well, it's all bullshit. And the Saints. Which is even more so the conversation about the franchise yeah. tag. Like, it's all bullshit. Like, you can move the salary cap however you want to move it if you want to move it. Well, and the Saints just, you know, give Taysom Hill $40 million a year, but <laughs> well, really. Upwards of $40 million. Yeah, but really, it's $5 Downwards million of 15 How come no one's talk about him being their quarterback next year? Because if he's well, their quarterback, he has to get paid $40 million. Yes. Yeah. And they're $200 million over the cap. Like. Yeah, so they created a deal. So this is really inside the weeds here, but franchise tag conversation is just strictly uh-huh. about. Um, you know, roster construction. How much money do you have? How much are you willing to pay? Do you want to move on from somebody? Do you think they're in your long-term plans, but they're not? Like, these salary cap conversations happen where it's all a joke. It's all fake. It was all made up, you know, until one or two GMs started figuring out how we can manipulate it. Oh, if we do signing bonus, it takes away from the contract bonus. And if we kick it to years three, four, even though years three and four are just optional and they can opt out, we can both opt out and we'll take some sort of penalty, but it'll be three, four years down the line. And then we'll be able to remortgage that almost and hedge that for three years down. We'll be able to kick this down the road. All that stuff's been able to happen with all these different rules that are in place. They signed Taysom 
Taysom Hill to a deal, four years, 160 million or something like that was the big tagline, which was 40 million a year if he became the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. Downside was like 15 million a year, so it's actually only a 60 million dollar deal. If he plays quarterback, it goes up to 40 million dollars. They said the reason why they had that is because if they had to renegotiate the deal within a year because he did become a starting quarterback, the highest you'd be able to go is what you're already able to agree to. So what we're saying is that 40 million dollar was in the contract, but it was never going to happen. No. That's why these salary caps, you have no idea what's real and what's not because who knows what's getting paid and what isn't getting paid. Well, and also you look at like the Saints have taught or we hear that like how they want to go get Russell Wilson. Like it doesn't matter that they're $90 million over the cap because they're, they're actively, you know, we're thinking that they're actively going to go after a quarterback who's going to command a shitload of money. Like, so it, it makes no sense and it clearly doesn't mean anything. So the bottom five in cap space, the saints, 71 and a half million dollars over the Green Bay Packers, $38 million over. Mm. The Cowboys, $21 million over. The Vikings, $12 million over. And they're paying Kirk 45 That's mm-hmm. his cap? Yeah, that's his cap. So people are saying the Panthers are snooping around on Kirk Cousins. The Vikings are $12 million over cap. The Vikings have a new GM and a new head coach. They are set to pay somebody $45 million that was, you know, negotiated by the previous people. And Ian Rapport's telling us that that – that isn't the Vikings leaking that the Panthers are interested in Kirk Cousins. Feels like that is the Vikings leaking that another team is interested in Kirk Cousins trying to move him. Not 100% sure. Kevin O'Connell, formerly of the Rams, now with the Vikings, has told Ian or told publicly that he can build around Kirk Cousins. $45 million salary cap hit in a $12 million over cap situation. Feels like quite a movable option, but also this is a young GM. This GM might understand the salary cap means nothing. The Giants are five million over. They don't care. Nope. No, nobody. None of these teams care that they're over. Top ten in space. Dolphins have like sixty-eight million dollars. New head coach. Why? McDaniel. Why? What will he do with all that money? Nothing. Will it matter that they have sixty-two million dollars at Papa Gumpino? Might win something. Why? Why? Maybe be good for once. Why? Why? Maybe two is the guy, maybe he isn't. But $67 million is a lot of fucking money. Are they going to invest it? Are they going to use it? Because all the teams that are down in the bottom five seem to be teams that are trying to really... Now, the Giants stink. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how you... They know that. they're not going to win, so I think they just don't give a shit. But you look at the money. The Chargers have $62 million. They could technically do a lot of Good. shit. Yeah. Jags, $61 million with Doug Peterson, huh? Oh, Super Bowl pedigree Dougie. down there. $61 million. Bengals, $58 million coming off of a Super Bowl. Can't spend any of that on an indoor practice facility. Have to spend it on the roster because there is actually a floor on the amount you have to spend. Would have never thought that the Bengals would be in the team with the most cap space, (laughs) top five. They are investing, by the way. They are good. And they got Joey. Jets, 47 million over, or have 47 million. Broncos, 44. Colts, 42. Wow. Always Always sitting on cash. Yeah, it seems like it. Just hanging out with it. What's that all about? You know, it's much better to have cap than not to, you know. I mean, That's their thought. Yeah, but we got an owner who will spend. I mean, yeah, but the guy put the Beatles back together ten different times on four different sure. drum sets that fucking cost ten <laughs> hundred million dollars. That's right. Mm-hmm. He will spend money if we find the right pieces. I guess. Um, is that with Carl Wentz's contract in there as well? I think so. Yeah, I assume. So but you, you have to subtract out. fifteen, obviously, for when they cut his ass. Well, that's just, yes, I don't know. Yeah. By the way, I love Carson's person. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's Great the guy. man. But there are- Seahawks have forty-two million, probably more, because Russell Wilson's maybe on the move to Washington Commanders. Why? Oh, we didn't change their logo. 
Oh yeah, this one's old. That's on me. Oh no! Yeah. I knew we had it somewhere, so I just had Gertie send. Because right now, Washington fans are saying we are Commanders. So sweet. Imagine the whole stadium doing that. There's like poop coming through the pipes. Oh. Yeah. And they're like, we, we are commanders. And there's just poop pipe water coming down. Yeah, but Ron and, Rivera. And so when you, when you get when you, Chase Young's running out yeah. there. At Heinz, when you get in the red zone, the two ketchup bottles pour out. They should just have poop pipes do it when they get in the red zone. And then they, they fill that fills up the a poop hole. zone. That fills up a commander's. Yeah. Oh, Jacksonville yeah. Yeah, maybe pool. it's when they're on defense, like, hey, you're in some Ooh. shit now. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, to, Welcome the to the commander's zone. zone. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, commander. Commander A. Yeah. Yeah, shout out. He should be the mascot. Yeah. That's a good omen. He should be. With the shark tooth necklace, yeah. He should be. Commander A. Hey, man, do you mind if I tell this story I said to him? Like, you don't know me. You shouldn't know me. Some people do, though. I'm going to tell the story. I think a lot of people are going to hear this. This is what I said. He said, uh, what's your name? I said, Pat McAfee. He goes, oh, the software. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an idiot on the internet. Yeah, I'm an idiot on the internet, pal. Don't worry about it. But Commander is a high title. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's asking about Commander Aziz. I love it. <laughs> this guy sees a McAfee in first class in a nice seat. Oh, software. Software. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not on the internet. I mean, kind of software, I guess, but no, no. Firmware, maybe a little bit. Why? What? Got a little software. What? Hardware. What? Tech. What? Steven in Missouri, what's going on, pal? Mr. McAfee, the boys, I'm going to keep it going because I got two things real quick. Thank God. First, phone digs. For the love of God, can you please straighten that picture behind you? My OCD can't, cannot take it, it anymore. AJ Hawk broke it. AJ broke it. Dude. Sorry, Steve. Hey, picture stays. Guess you got to tilt your head now. Number two. <laughs> what if we did just change? What if we changed the, the camera? camera? <laughs> <laughs> Tone digs sideways. He looks like... Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh That was quick. Oh. Hey, that was quick. That was he, good call. I think that guy just lost his shit when he When we said that. we weren't going to change moved. it? Yeah. That's what happens when AJ's in the office. Listen, I would assume, though, that OCD people do not watch your show to begin with. Just because of what my desk looks like, that thing, let alone this shit here. What? I mean, the C's <laughs> hanging off a of toxic. What? We are an OCD nightmare. We will take that into account, Stephen. Uh, absolutely. Speaking of Hawk, is he still with Urban? So, Urban was not on the cult cruise this year. What? From just outside looking in from pictures of, you know, Bobby Carpenter and family and mm-hmm. Hawk and family and right. everything like that. It is interesting that Ohio State, this cult, has this fundraiser that goes to some charity of choosing, I guess. Yeah. Where it's just a cruise ship where all the ex-legends just go and black out amongst all the fans. Sure. Yeah. And they just sail out at sea for five, six days, and everybody loves it. Normally... That'd be something that people dread. That'd be something that people hate going to. Oh, I don't want to go to this whole thing. Everybody that goes to this thing like looks forward to it, I think. It's like a class reunion for the football players. And then all the super rich, waxy and them. Sure. Right. All exactly. the super rich people buy all these seats on these crews and all the money goes to charity. And they just get hammered drunk out at sea all week, I think. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, they had to go off course to oh, stop no. somewhere. That's why he was supposed to be back today, he said. Now, who knows what the fuck I was going to say, this guy. Who knows now, there's a situation, Diggs, where maritime law could come into Who exactly. the hell knows what's happening on that cruise? Well, a cruise, I've, I've been on a couple cruises. Mm-hmm. I've been presented with quite an opportunity on one particular sure. cruise. Hmm. That's a cruise. <laughs> in which uh, 
in which I turned down because it was the first night of the cruise, and on a the cruise there's no exits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you're you're there. You were there. You were, there. Mm-hmm. You were on the. You were on the cruise. For That's the, good forethought. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't normally have that, but when presented with it, I had story. to think about wow. When I walk, <laughs> <laughs> when you walk, when I would walk back to where my room was, it was me walking across the deck all by myself, and. I mean, people can get killed out there. Sure. Oh, yeah. Like that. No Just problem. Over. No, yeah. no problem. By yourself. It would make a lot of sense if I stumbled drunk myself off of there. They're not high enough. What's that? The railings aren't high enough. Yeah, but what about the what, what's in the yeah. water? True. Shocks. Shocks. And shocks. Whales that are well, also, the, you, fall. you take a 40 foot fall. And, and also, I can't float. You under yeah, and I can't float either. I'm mm-hmm. dead. That thing at night. Where you think they're going to know my drunk ass fell off that deck? No, no, at no. Whatever, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and stop the ship? No you don't way. Show up to dinner. Yeah, they're going to know. Anyways. No, I don't think so. Were they really? Yeah. Oh, so you're like being accounted for on that. Yeah, day. for dinner at least. So like, they'll question and go to your cabin. You worked on a cruise ship. Yeah. Love a cruise ship? I've never seen one die, if that's a question. But I loved it. There's people that love cruises. Cruises are sweet. Yeah. You love cruises. I love cruises. So I'm not a fan. It's just an easy way to see, like, multiple islands instead of, like, just going to one and that's it. Like, yeah, because I guess you can't experience all it. All cruises are way better, though, I've learned. But aren't they just cruise islands, though? Like, yes. Yeah. Aren't they just the, the portion of the island that is bought you basically by the get, Yeah, you basically get 12 hours to travel on that island, so you can't go too far from port. But Where did I go that one place where I had the mushrooms drink? Ah, oh, that was that was on one of those cruises. Jamaica, Virgin Islands? No, Jamaica's a lot of weed. The um, Sir St. John's, St. Thomas, Tours, maybe Tours, oh, Tortuga, Tortuga, no. Tortuga, Tortuga. Tortuga. <laughs> <laughs> Tortuga. <laughs> that, that would be the place to go. I don't think I don't know Turks? what that is, but I don't Turks think Turks and Caicos. No, it was some other small little island. Anyways, they had like a mushroom, like shake, like uh-huh. a drink, like yeah. a shot. You're supposed to take of these, you know, mushrooms. I was a big mushroom guy. I was like, absolutely, give me that thing. I drank a mason jar of this shit. Mm. And then I got back on the boat. I puked that all out. Oh, right on the cruise ship. Day one of the 12 day phase thing. Yeah, that was the PK cleanse. Yeah, there it is. But the time limit, you like the time limit, the shot clock. Because AJ doesn't feel like somebody that would enjoy a shot clock on it. He loves this cruise ship. That shocks. I'm knowing AJ more and more now, shocks me that he goes on this. That's what I'm saying. He's a god on that boat, though, right? I don't uh, think he likes that. AJ Hawk. They're feeding him grapes. They're fucking True. feeding him. him around. Uh, yeah. Uh, AJ's here. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like an AJ Hawk at sea celebration. He does love yes. AJ yeah. Hawk. He could also make people disappear in the ocean. Sure. Yeah, he's doing his killings. He's able no to get worry. his killing per year. Easy I'm surprised Bill up. doesn't go on more cruises. Hey, now LASIK Bill is a whole new man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put your glasses back on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, that's fucking rude. Nick was going to say it, so I had to. There's no reason for either of you to say it. Nick's I just say, mood, it, I say it to Bill's face. I don't say it to 100,000 people. There's not 100,000 people. Everybody's gone, dude. There's no news, broke. See you later. Hey, don't keep it moving. But tomorrow, what are we going to do for a show? Who knows? Hey, guests locked and loaded for tomorrow. Huge Hell day yeah. tomorrow. It's only AJ. like three days till the MLS starts. We're good, dude. Oh, and oh. Neymar's coming. Yeah. Neymar's coming to the MLS. Uh, told you, world. <laughs> The right. soccer Lombardi's coming up. When's Ronaldo coming over? Cristiano? Yeah. Soon. Tomorrow. Okay. He's going to join wow. the uh, earthquakes. No, no I heard I, the Timbers admit like a no. very competitive Columbus offer. crew, actually. No, the revolution. Nope. Sorry about it. Chicago Fire, baby. Nope. They stink. Yeah. Whoa, we just got Shakiri. Yeah, Shakiri's. Oh. Listen, Shakiri's hips don't lie. I get it. But when <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo's playing for the fucking Columbus I crew, everybody nah. needs to buy, dine to Columbus. Can't handle the heat out of the kitchen. 
The see. fire's here. Kraft is back in up Miami way. Oh, yeah. The, the Ravs just got uh, Jose Altidore. How about what? that? What? Yeah, the Ravs How about that? Good. He's basically, Hell you know, yeah. the greatest player in the history of the United States. <laughs> He's still playing. No Easy, dude. I will say, <laughs> yeah, Jose Altidore has a lot of caps. Okay. He does have That's a lot right. of caps. A lot of caps. Career appearances. What, are you guys signing Beasley, too, to the squad? Old yeah. school throwback? Fucking he can bring still... Mike Bradley back down. Cole Bro, Jones, bring uh, Lexi Lawless out of the fucking yeah. booth. Yeah. Yeah. We're bringing out fucking Tony Mioli before we bring out. Listen, if you guys bring out Tony Mioli, <laughs> yeah. I will buy a Revs jersey. Okay. They need a throwback squad. They do. Freddie, you do. Bring him out from the woodwork. Hey, he played for the national team a couple times. Who's Who's up? Up? Jeff Cameron. Well, he's 85 now, so I don't know. If- hey, Freddie, you do? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> I, I, I might have been one of the first people to play against Freddie Do. He was 47 Winalda. when he was playing against Bring him. back Winalda. I want Winalda. You guys can take him in the Columbus crew. <laughs> no, no, no. We got Freddie Adu. I think you got he's no! from the MLS when he got canned from that coaching gig. What'd he do? What are you talking about? Well, I can't remember. It wasn't very good, though. What was it? <laughs> What'd he do? Gunston too dialed into world affairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. He does remember all the soccer oh, stuff. Yeah. Let's get us some phone calls. There wasn't some interesting news from old Gates there. Oh, William? Did uh, we talk uh, about uh, that? Bill. Yeah. Bill. He first wants to say something like that. Bill. Huh? There's That's a bigger fish to fry right now in hey, the uh, world news. Well, it seems like maybe one fish is, you know, its scent is trying to maybe cover up another fish. Yeah. If right. we're talking about a full fish fry right now, which Red I believe fish, you are. Oh, yeah, we are. One fish, two fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which fish, who fish, whichever one's louder fish. Yeah. Okay. If you catch the drift. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> Normally, I'm pretty... Pretty undoubted. All right I'm now. saying is there seems to be a very large thing popping off. Which Huge. In the history of the world, anytime something like that happens, there's something else. Right? Oh, Brewing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of like. Slide a hand, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, look over here. Boom! Boom! <laughs> Give me Ukraine. Whoa. Jeez. Hey, that's just what I. That's, that's what I'm saying is going on. I don't like it. But that's what's happening. Sorry. We don't need we don't the geopolitics. This is 2022 season. This program doesn't need that. Guys in New York for two days. But with that being Peace said, on earth, God damn it. with that being said, we will continue to try to be the stooges on whatever screens you watch us on throughout whatever's going on in the world, which mm-hmm. seems to be very real at the moment. I saw a nuclear submarine outside of the hotel I was staying at. How sweet was that? <laughs> Alarming, oh, but definitely, definitely pretty cool. Yeah. And then I posted about it and actually said captain of the, I don't know if it was the exact one I saw, but another one was in my comments mentioning, yep, yeah, you did read that right. That is a nuclear submarine called the SSN something, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why is it out there? Well, it's Hawaii. It's military. They're all training. But then you start hearing other stuff. It's like, what is going on? Was it on the here? SS Wyoming? No, but I've seen a lot of people wearing the Yellowstone shit in travel. I thought of uh-huh. you a lot. I saw full Tecovis. Well, those are full marks. <laughs> <laughs> Those ain't the real, real fans. I was about to say, I actually saw a bunch of youths. Yeah, I told you, those are your people. I thought of you, I was walking, we were walking through the airport, and there was this one crew. They all had the Y on, they all had their hats on, and they all clearly had brand new Tacovas. I mean, they were all brand new with live jeans on. I'm like, oh, all these guys, 
they just got into the yep. Yellowstone thing, uh-huh. and it was uh, I saw ten of you walking through. Minor warning. Yeah. So yeah, well, they weren't. Different. I got receipts. Yeah. Were you rubbing them in the sand on the beach? <laughs> <laughs> Did wear them down there. Hey, I wear the, I wear my cowboy boots like every Friday, basically now at this point for. Um, Smackdown? Yeah. Are they comfy on you? Oh, yeah. Good shoe. Broken yeah. in. I have a fat foot, so I finally found the, uh, I think I finally found the boot that's right for me. You got to get the, the double oh, D yeah. or mm-hmm. D or F. The no tread does Dang. confuse me on the bottom. Yeah, what are we working? We sliding? We working? <laughs> How's the we... ankle support? Pretty good. Mine's good, yeah. yeah. I got the Caymans wrapped around there, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Oh, no big deal. You don't know boots if you don't know Caymans. Correct. Somebody says there's bad boots and motherfuckers don't know boots. Exactly. What I was told by James Jim. No, Jim James. Jim James? Jimmy. What was his name? He was I, at I'm, that. I uh, thought it was Big Willie. No, it might have been. I thought it was. I just was remember it? his belt buckle, sir. Yeah, he had sold a million. Yeah. So he had a rodeo belt buckle. Was it Jim? I think it was like James Jim Jim James or something like that. That's a good name. I was like That's Bobby Boots or something like that. It was something like <laughs> yeah, that. it, it was yeah. been Bobby Boots, which was probably was. fake, by the way. Now that I think about, because this guy's just a salesman, he's actually showing us on his hip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say anything to sell some shit here, and he did. But he put my Cayman Crocs over, and mm-hmm. I I wear them every Friday. I love them. But those boys that were wearing that Yellowstone thing in the airport reminded me of old Tone Diggs. Look at the chameleons here. Hell yeah. Crazy. These guys are all Kevin Costner. Well, I don't have to wear like the, the show gear. I mean, I am. You did there for a couple of days. Oh, yeah. And you looked awesome. Remember, Thank everybody you. was complimenting yeah. you. Yeah. You said to wear it more often. 2022 Maybe. season of the show, you think uh, more or less of you being a cowboy? I'm excited to see what I turn into this year. <laughs> We don't know what more. shows are coming out. <laughs> exactly. We don't know what shows are coming out. Isn't there some Lord of the... Oh, yeah. Lord, New Lord of the Rings. Rings. Oh, yeah. This dude might become a wizard, right? Isn't that what Lord of the Rings is? Uh, uh, yeah. Wizards. Yeah. Jack never... Reacher, Tony. You should well, do that. that. You should put on yeah. like 75 pounds that of muscle. Awesome. Yeah. Yoked. All right. Let's get out of here, dude. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> show will stink, obviously. Mm-hmm. Look, for, look forward to that. There is hopefully news that will happen. Uh, out of some insider that doesn't break his leg skiing today. Uh, yeah. yeah. Jeez, we hope Ian's okay. Well, yeah, I just hope he survives the blackout that he's going to have Opry Ski. People have offered me a beer, and I said, no, I got to do the Pat McAfee show. Not that my two young children are right in front of me. I would love to get absolutely boozed out of my mind with you, right? I have mm-hmm. to speak on a telephone real quick. Now he's just... Oh, yeah. yeah. What? 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 Another what? One. Isn't what? that working, Jude? That's what? his kid's name. Hey, mm-hmm. hey Jude, this is how you do it. Go shake that kid's hand and say you won't get drunk together, and then you'll know all their information. That's the business. I hope Jude knows how to drive because his father ain't. <laughs> I believe. Probably staying on, probably on, on his property. On, on resort. He's yeah, in a ski yeah. and ski out for sure. Yeah, That's Miss, true. Mrs. Rapsheet will drive. That's what I'm saying. Mrs. Rapsheet's a She hero. probably drives anyway. Aaron That's did right. a lot of thanking of a lot of uh, ladies. Mm-hmm. We would obviously like to thank all of our significant others for all their support. But also, I think Mrs. Rapsheet. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Rapsheet. She should really, for this show, yeah, you know. For sure. Rapport is not a human being, it seems like. No. She has to hold it all together. Yeah. So we appreciate what she does so he could do for the NFL. Yes. Thank gotta you, Mrs. Rapsheet. Thank you. Gotta be thankful. Absolutely. Gotta yeah. be. Gotta be. Have to be. Mm-hmm. Especially for significant others. That's right. And thankful mothers. Gracious. And mothers. Thank you, Mrs. Sheet. And everybody, basically. Mm-hmm. And everybody. All right, hashtag PMS Live 2022 at Cash App, at your cash tag. Say something nice to somebody. Give away $17,000. Announcement of the season end wrap up Cash App giveaway tomorrow alongside this one. We will see you tomorrow. Big guests, big guests, big huge. conversation. Huge, huge, huge. Can't wait for it. Cheers. See you then.